So guys, a little update before we get into this episode. Um, Carly is going to share just some some stuff that we're dealing with again that um, Sorry we're not. Sorry, so drama. I know. Sorry we have to keep updating you. But, you know, we, we have been so honest with y'all so far and y'all have been amazing to us during this journey. I'm getting a little choked up <laughs> just thinking about how many people um, are just reaching out and sending us money <laughs> and, and being We're so just really sweet. touched by how many of y'all are supporting us financially. I know. And, you know, <laughs> my dear aunt is treating us to a spa day. Um, you know, Carly's just all this. All, we have a lot of love in the little world. Gifts. Um, yes. But, but I will yes, let Carly share. Yes. do a little update. We're not going to do a full interrupt this episode. Um, but just to let you guys know, my recent scan. So I had, like, y'all have been along for this whole cancer journey, which has been incredible. And we've, like Monica said, just been really open about everything. So we don't want to do anything under the radar and and we love y'all support and I want y'all to be part of yeah. this like very real um life situation this isn't like something in our past that we're just referencing this is live happening and it doesn't always go the way we want or the way that fits into our calendars or yep. um anything like that but I had scans this last week at the end of the summer uh that were not what we wanted uh we wanted them to be clean and they were not I have new disease and the chemo that we had started over the summer was not working. And it's a huge, uh, it's bad news. It's a blow. It's just, I keep saying it's, a, it's, it's a been a blow. blow. It's a huge yeah. blow. Yeah. We had gotten my cancer under control. I had clear scans in May. And it's just such a huge bummer that the lighter chemo didn't work, especially because it's something I could have stayed on for a long time because it's so tolerable. Yeah. So it's really a big blow. But it doesn't mean like it, there's still a lot of options here and um, we're going to get my cancer presence back to zero, back to a comfortable place to where we have time. Like as we all learn, the further we get into adulthood, I learned it a little early with cancer, but that our most limited resource is time and it's our most valuable resource as well. Mm-hmm. And all we're doing right now is just trying to buy more of it. And so we, what we tried over the summer wasn't enough so we're trying something different which is still a wonderful option it's a really aggressive chemo but it's one that I don't have to go into the hospital every day for I carry it around y'all can't see because it's an auditory platform but this adorable little uh fanny pack we should name it have have we named it well I named it fanny oh fanny yeah very very um on point I'm gonna embroider her yes yes so I'm going to make her cute. Um, I do like two weeks on, two weeks off. It's really great because I don't have to spend days at the hospital. So that's been really pivotal because, and I am I know this is boring, but I'm going to talk about it because it's fucking important to people yeah. for young adults who have chronic health issues. Um, all of the time that I took off from last fall from surgery and chemo, I, all of those like time opportunities and FMLA and things like that don't renew for another calendar year. Mm-hmm. And I'm short of that by two months, which means that I have to go on my own dime to take time off if I need it yeah. until my like basically my government resources rein- reinstate after a year has passed. And that's just like, sorry, I know that's boring logistics, but it's just really important to understand as a young adult um, with chronic health issues. That what does FMLA stand for? FMLA is a, mm, I don't, I don't know, but people are familiar with it. Even if you're like having a kid, you may go on FMLA or things like that. It's like a government resource where you basically get six for, it's for like chronic injury illness um, and long-term leave basically. 
and allows you to continue being paid. But there are restrictions and yeah. you can only it only lasts for six limit. months, but you have to wait. So it's particularly difficult for cancer patients, especially young adult patients who are deeply embedded in their careers um, to get the appropriate amount of time off. But this yeah. chemo is going to allow me to do that, which is great, but it is a little bit harsher. So I'll be feeling a little ickier right now. Mm. I feel great. And I'm past week one. We started last Wednesday and I'm still feeling awesome, mostly just fatigued. But um, some of the nausea and initial like ickiness we were dealing with seems to have faded. Good. So I have um, high hopes that this will be something that's really tolerable. And all of my pain, so I was having back pain. All of the pain has receded, which means that our tu- my tumor, our tumors, <laughs> our tumors, <laughs> <They're laughs> um, but they're shrinking, which means the pain is going away. And oh, this chemo great. is, they call it the bullet. Like this is the when you need when you need it <laughs> silver yeah. bullet, and so it's doing its job. My pain is going away. I've got family here who is amazing. I've got family and friends from afar who are amazing, and everybody's been really incredible. But this has been a little bit of a tender relapse, yeah. As in, we don't want to make a big post and a big deal of it. I don't yeah. want it to be cancer again. I just want it to be that what we were doing was the wrong decision and we're changing. Yeah, that's kind of how I see it, too. And thank you for giving me that update, too, because as you all know, like obviously Carly and I talk every day and we talk through several mediums, but I don't get all these details from Carly all the time because we don't want to talk about that. We want to talk about a podcast. And it's hard, particularly right now, like with this relapse, it's been really difficult news to break. Yeah. So we haven't been as forthcoming as usual uh, with yeah. the details. So I'm happy to offer them now in a comfortable setting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And yeah, just um, if you're a praying person, keep the prayers up, keep the good thoughts and the vibes and all that. And, um, yeah. you know, just keep keep watching with us. And I hate doing life, but keep doing life with us. Oh, but for real. I mean, yeah. keep, keep on this journey with us. Yeah. We love sharing it with you. It, it, it's not the journey we wanted to be on. It's not what we not want to share with you. It's the journey but... we wanted to be a part of this podcast. No. But we're here and it's been amazing and we've had some incredible support. And I, I just hope that what we talk about and this cancer experience affects anybody in a positive way. And, and I, I'd be happy that we did it. And I think we've had that confirmation. So I hope you all pull out yeah. of it, whatever you will, whether that's just like motivation to not hit snooze 12 times tomorrow morning or motivation to like go back to the office when that's been something that's scary for you if you've been remote or just go to therapy go to therapy yeah I mean so oh I do want to tell this tiny story now that I've made myself cry um when we found out this news last Thursday it was a little bit traumatic I was like by myself when I found out so was really scary but luckily I immediately had amazing people by my side so I found out on Thursday that I basically had massive new tumors on my spine and I had a my stupid fucking 10k uh race booked for that Sunday yes. which, oh you have to tell this story. as y'all yeah, all know that I'm a running monster yeah and will not stop for much <laughs> uh and so I had a meeting with my doctor that Friday that was basically about like will I live? And at the end of the meeting, I'm literally like, so can I run this 10K on Sunday? (laughs) And my doctor literally, shout out to her, she's a queen, started crying. And she was just like, 
Carly, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that I, uh, there's some, right. I took some liberties there. Yes. But she just was very emotional and was just like, if you, if you feel like, if you feel like you want to do that, and she was like, if you are in pain, stop. Otherwise, yeah. if this is within your realm of possibilities, I am not in your way. Yeah. And oh, so I ran my 10K that I obviously hadn't gotten to train for like I wanted. Um, but I finished it and I ran every mile and it was really special. It's amazing. I got the sweetest photos of of y'all and just the the clear eyes, full hearts. I did right. I wore that... my clear eyes, full hearts t-shirt. Yes. And my friends made me this beautiful, we'll post it for this week's episode. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. Um, this beautiful Panther sign that was waiting for me at the finish line and um, it was just really special to, inf- like, to remind myself that um, cancer cannot take from me without my consent. Yeah. And that I was still able, and, like, obviously my time was not great, but I was not last. I was, like, perfectly competitive. Um, oh. But I was really satisfied and, and happy that I pushed through so much on that day and that I get to go into this like next new um, phase of chemo with that like strong reminder just that I'm in control yeah yeah like and it's so cool that you did that at the the kind of the top of this next kind of chapter you know that set the tone I knew it was going to be a fucking pivotal race I was like I will have either (laughs) had good or bad scans and I'm going to run my heart out either way Yes. And once I found out that I could just like take my pain pills and go, I was like, uh-huh. I'm going to I'm going to just dope up and I'm going to just gonna rocky. I'm going to run. Yeah. It was it was a little rocky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was really proud of it. And that's just the sentiment that I'm going to bring into this these next few months as we do this uh, new chemo, which really seems to be working. So we've got lots of things to be positive about. We're calling them our little footholds. So yes. come into your next day with a little more hope. Um, because I know I will be. I love that. And we will see each other next month. I mean, we got to see each other very briefly. Yes, we had weekend. our brief reunion, which was amazing and super fun. And since I'm in escrow, girl, which is a joke you'll hear in the episode. Yes, later on. Um, but Monica's going to have to come visit and yeah. uh, see my new house. And Monica and I, I'm sure y'all all agree, but we both deserve a spa day, right? Right. I think we do. We do. So we're going to be doing that. We'll keep we you posted. That. I don't know why, but I keep laughing. You texting me the quote from Emily Gilmore. Are there, are there, st- <laughs> are there twigs in your mud? There's twigs in mine. <laughs> it's one of, it's one of those weird random yes. things that I just like cannot stop cracking up at. And I you know how much life. I fucking love Emily. Are there twigs? There are twigs in mine. There are twigs in mine. Sorry, guys. Deep, 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 deep reference to Gilmore, but um, literally, yes, literal in the mud. Literal deep in the mud. Um. Yes, we love you guys yep, and we you. we'll and keep enjoy. you updated. Yeah. Enjoy this wonderful episode. This is a really, it's a really funny one. We absolutely yeah. loved Todd. Buena pape. Buena pape. Buena pape. Okay, y'all. Monica I can't, can't do say it. It's we'll such just, a good last name. Let, just let the episode proceed. Yes, you'll hear me struggle many more times with this last name. All right, please enjoy.
Rashad, how do you pronounce your last name? Buono Pane. So it's like Buono Pane. It's good bread. Buono Pane. Oh, yes. It's Italian. It's the sequel to Good Burger. (laughs) Good bread. Good bread. (laughs) It's why I can't do a low carb diet. It's in my name. Right, exactly. And that's the only reason. (laughs) That's the only reason. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to take a quick pick. One, two, three. (laughs) Had to. You must. Also, the way the owl is shot behind him, it literally, like, it looks like he has wings coming out of his head, and then your head will move in front of it, and it looks like you. It's very dynamic over there. Yeah. Yes. And it looks like Mindy's wedding dress. So it all... It, see, it all connects. From the last episode, it all connects. Did you get that? What what episode was that from? Uh, I'm off my it game was tonight. What is it? Obscure. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. It was the Sweeney Todd episode in the later seasons of The Office. Mm, and it was one of yes. Andy Bernard's lines from Sweeney Todd. <laughs> what well, line did you say? A line. It wasn't a line. I guess it was his improv. Literally, oh, all it was was, it all connects. See, it all connects. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what He's you're talking about. He's trying to cover up his phone rigging on stage. Yeah. I silenced oh my gosh. it. I've closed its beak. <laughs> I've closed its beak. <laughs> I, that is one of the episodes. There's like a few episodes in the later seasons that I try to tell that people. Great. I'm like, you have to watch it because so, a lot of it is trash, but the stuff that's good is really good. And that's oh, is really good. You know what? Episode. Even a bad office episode is better than so it's, much other TV. That's how also it's I so felt about pizza. People are like, oh, that pizza's <laughs> trash. And I'm like, it's, sti- it, it's like, still it, pizza. And it's very worst, y'all. It is pizza. Yeah. At the yeah. very worst, it tastes like a saltine with sauce and cheese on it, right? Yes, which sounds dang. <laughs> yeah, delicious. Hey. Well, guys, we just have a few housekeeping, literally one fact check, and then we're going to get into this. Mostly because, and maybe this is an apropos part of housekeeping, y'all, we're, at least I can speak for myself, mildly mentally and physically unprepared for the recording of this episode. And I would just (laughs) like to preface with that. (laughs) I got into town late on Sunday, or on Monday. You sure did. I was busy with work all day. I bought a house and am, uh, yeah behind sorry great (laughs) okay so big news guys it is today is friday which is our anniversary our one-year anniversary of this podcast and our birthday present is out to you yes we gave y'all a birthday present to us for our birthday because that's just how we are so on spotify apple music wherever you listen to music we have a cover of devil town that we did in house y'all monica and i well monica wrote it we dropped a single i I didn't write it it. or well i mean i arranged it the the arrangement yes yes um and she and shout out to our wobby wob grant um our sound producer if you don't know what a wobby wob is that's okay it's okay it's okay um and they worked super hard and made this beautiful piece and i partially contributed and it was super fun (laughs) and we're really excited and yes. we will now you this will be the first episode that you now yes. hear our cover of Devil Town at the end of every episode. Yes. Are we going to do it at the end of every episode? Now? I think we should. We fucking re-recorded the song. I know. I think we should do at least for a lot of them. Yeah. Okay, so maybe yeah. you may hear the old one again. Right. You may hear the, it's like not the, for new, this when you do a new theme future, song. So say bye-bye. Exactly. Say goodbye yep. to Bright Eyes or Tony Luca, the cover. But let's Rubbish. listen to a little bit of it now. 
just to give you a little taste, and then you can listen. And to I'm going to crack thing. my wine bubbly in celebration. Perfect, perfect. I perfect. promised Monica right. I'd get slightly tipsy for this episode to, <laughs> to make up for my unpreparedness. <laughs> All right, here we go. I was living in a devil town. Didn't know it was a devil town. Oh Lord, it really brings me down about the devil town. And all my friends were vampires. Didn't know they were vampires. Turns out I was a vampire myself in the devil town Ooh, That's all you, you get. Off. We are. You gotta go listen to the whole thing. But you can find that on Spotify yes. by searching... What, Monica? I, too, would like to know. Monica Moser, my name. Don't wear it out. And it'll say Devil Town featuring Carly Routledge. That's me. Yay. So you're welcome. Happy birthday to us. <laughs> um, so, Carly, why don't you deliver some some personal news? Yes, I have some personal yes. news. Um, I'm an escaro. <laughs> Carly's an escaro. I'm an escaro. So, um, my parents and I bought a house this weekend, which Woo. 20 years ago, I could have said I bought a house this weekend, but we don't need to go into why millennials don't have any money. So my parents yeah. and I bought a house this weekend, <laughs> but I'm really excited and very grateful and incredibly blessed that I have, um, I a partner in this investment and otherwise I would not have been able to make it for some time. I also live in Denver, one of the most expensive metroplexes in the world. So don't <laughs> at me. <laughs> um, but yeah, we literally just started looking like a week ago. Um, as y'all have heard throughout this podcast, my neighborhood is insane. You've heard stories of people shitting on my car, passing mm-hmm. out on doing my car, doing other things on your car, getting coital in my garage, mm-hmm. you know, just lots of things <laughs> happening, always going on. Crackheads are always there. We call them the roosters because they like to caw, which just means randomly scream. Um, <laughs> but yeah, excited to leave that world behind me maybe I'll leave like a little box of condoms or something yeah something helpful (laughs) um but I'm moving to the burbs in southwest Denver it's kind of an up-and-coming neighborhood lots of families I went and saw it today and there's like little toys and bikes thrown down in the front yards and I could hear the cicadas again Texas cicadas I don't get to hear those in the city um and I've got a big old yard for Gino which I've told her about she's been napping most of the day so she doesn't seem to have reacted extremely but when she sees mm. it yeah she'll be excited Todd Gino's my dog <laughs> <laughs> and the only other occupant of this of the house to be <laughs> yes um but well yeah. it's awesome I've seen photos I can't wait to visit it's very cute yay, yay. Very cute. and very I'm cute very you know, cute you only get to yell you're an escrow so many times so many times in your life. exactly I'm an escrow I should- we should clip that out of TJ and make that a soundbite. Yeah, yeah we, for sure. Have to. It's too iconic. <laughs> well, guys, I have one quick fact check before we intro our lovely guest. Last episode, I said, let's get into some fackies. And I was like, fackies? <laughs> what is that from? And it's a Dak Shepard thing. I should have uh, known. I, I, like, He's been saying fackies. I was, I was like, if it's from anything, it's from armchair. But I can't remember yeah. him saying that. I know. So fackies. 
That was the facky. It's very meta. It's very meta. Well, guys, without further ado, let us intro our guest, Todd. Just forgot how to say Buonapane. Buonapane. No. Yeah. Carly nailed it. Buonapane. Buonapane. Yeah. If you do the hands, it helps. Yeah, the hand. It's true. You got to do the hands. It has a gesture that accompanies it. And you like kiss. Yes, yes, yes. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Well, guys, Todd is an actor, singer, storyteller, cabaret artist, host, teacher, and musical theater nerd. He has starred in Spelling Bee, Grease, Chicago, and Cinderella on Broadway. On television, he has guest starred on Grey's Anatomy and The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and was featured as one of 30 Rock's most memorable recurring guests, Jeffrey Wienerschlaff. As an artist, Todd has performed in all the great cabaret spaces of New York and L.A. As a teacher, he has given master classes all around the U.S. and teaches regularly at the University of Mish, Go Mish, and the New York Film Academy. Everyone give it up to Todd for our new Buonapane. Thank you. Monica, I enjoy how much, how scared you are of my last name. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so scared of it. I'm you keep going, Todd, and then you stop it. Todd, and I freeze. Yeah, I'm only confident because knowing that we were having you on, I went back and listened to one of your Gilmore Guys episodes, and y'all did a whole nice. thing on the name. And I was like, oh, I oh God, did we? <laughs> did we? <laughs> oh, sure well, Todd, we're so excited to have you here. We're both watching 30 Rock. Um, I'm watching it for the first time. Carly has watched it before. 15th. She's watching it for the 15th time. But I, mean, I, I don't know what number it is. Well, because that's why you, you also pronounced that last name wrong, too. It's actually Wiener Slave. I was about right. to interrupt the and Wiener say Slave. Wiener Slave. Yeah. I right. didn't want to do a dual Not Wiener Slave. <laughs> they keep trying to make it more comfortable, and they're like, Wiener Slave? He's like, Mr. No, Wiener Slave? No, yeah. it's Wiener Slave. I should let you yeah. do your online. <laughs> no, please do it. Do it. My first episode, episode is actually banished, though. Because it oh, was, was it one of the ones they took down. It was the oh. Oprah episode. Oh, it's fine. I lose, I lose an episode of television, and we don't see Jane Krakowski in blackface. It's a great episode, but it's a great episode. But because yeah. I appear to uh, be the mediator when Jane and Tracy are fighting over whether it's hard to be a black yes. man or a woman, and then yes. oh, we've talked about that episode on the show. Before, we have specifically. Yeah. <laughs> so then they dress up like each other. Yeah. Um. And so there's a little blackface going on, which, you know what? We just don't do that anymore. We just don't do it. <laughs> yeah, we just don't um, do it. It was a well-written episode contextually for the time. And I yes. love the, the Oprah bit. That is sad to miss Oprah out. Oprah stuff is so um, good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Tina Fey's and book. She Les talked, Wiener Slave. And Les Wiener Slave. Well, that was, yeah. they didn't know that was my name yet. That was my first episode. Um, yeah, that's the oh. Jack and Liz episode. Yeah, when, that's yeah. when they establish it later. Yes. But in Tina Fey's Bossy Pants, she has like a whole chapter about filming that episode oh, because yeah. they had to have so like Oprah in. And that's also when she was playing Sarah Palin on Saturday Night Live and how it was like one of the most stressful weeks of her life. Wait, Oprah was playing Sarah Palin? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Oprah was, was like, on 30 was Rock, but Tina Fey was playing Sarah Palin on SNL at the time. Yes. Okay. And the whole time I'm reading, I'm like, is she gonna say my name? <laughs> Cause I'm like, I was there, I was there. She did not say I my name. There. But you know oh, just she But we know. But yeah, we, we know. know, and now our listeners know. And now you've know, said my and name. slave knows. Yes. Buonapane, buonapane, buonapane. I'm gonna say it a million times, so. You're nailing it now. Yes, it's awesome. awesome. Well, Todd, tell us your relationship with Friday Night Lights and all that. I feel like I first watched it 
on DVD. Like mm. I, I, I was living in LA yes. between 2010 and 2013. And I would go to Amoeba Music where you could buy yes. like used DVDs. And I, I ended up owning so many DVDs. Right, but This was like right before Netflix online was the thing. <laughs> so I ended up right. giving them all away to the library. But um, that's when I first started watching it. And I have to say, it took a lot of convincing because I am not a football fan. Sure. Um, but I do really love it. I think I've watched it through twice, but it's been many years because to prepare for this, I went and watched the first, the pilot and the second episode um, oh, to remind me. myself of like, context. who the hell is in this show? Um, right. Where are we? And like, it's one of those few shows where you're like, am I in love with every person on this program? <laughs> Right. Exactly. You just yeah. fall in love yeah. with everybody. Although as yeah. I'm getting older, I've kind of become my mom when she watches modern TV where she's like, why are they going to move the camera so much? <laughs> I'm getting caught. I was sick. thinking I know. that. But people, that was a over. legitimate like complaint at the first season. Yeah, and they some people actively can't toned do it. it down. Oh yeah. Watching the third our, episode today, I was like, it's not moving that much. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's pilot is V shaky. V shaky. <laughs> V shaky. v shaky, you know Cloverfield style. Please welcome yes. to the stage, V shaky. <laughs> v shaky. <laughs> yes, we we also this is our third time through as well, and we did own the DVDs, and we're both from Texas, so we have that. I like football a little more than Carly, but yeah, you don't have to love football to love this show. It's just no. there's so much more to it. It's just good football, baby. So, guys, today we're covering season three, episode seven, keeping up appearances, and. Todd, I found all these um, old promos from DirecTV on YouTube. So we've been playing those at the beginning. Because the first two seasons, we couldn't find any promos. But we play those because I they have the... I think it is the, the DirecTV um, thing. I think so. Or do you think like that NBC kind of was just not thing. promoting the show? Oh, maybe. Also yeah, because they were so... Yeah. They were so not so unsupportive of it. Yeah. No way and then so us. supportive of This Is Us. <laughs> yeah, I know, because it's even Sorry. like... It's just like... I mean, I love, I love our boy, but... With every show yeah. he creates, it's like it almost gets watered down for a wider and wider audience until, yeah. I don't know. I, I say that as not being a f- big fan of This Is Us and also as somebody who's never watched it. So take with that what you will. It's good. I, know, I haven't watched that much of it. <laughs> I like it. You're, Todd's like, I'm a fan. I like so. to cry. <laughs> I've also, hooked. it's been a pandemic. Yes. I've been unemployed for a year and a half. So I've watched a whole lot of TV. Yeah, we've watched all Oh, of it. yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going through, through my whole bucket like, list. I've watched ne- Netflix. I've watched, I watched all of it. it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, here is our season three, episode seven promo. Tammy, what did you do? What? Because if I don't have my full back on Friday night, I'm screwed. Therefore, I'm telling you, I should have been part of that process. Next week on an all new Browsing. Friday Night Lights. And every time there's a decision to be made, you wave that baby around like a gun. Got Aaron's up in New England right now with my kid, and her parents are putting him in daycare, which I can't afford. How am I supposed to compete with that, Hurt? Next week, all new, commercial free, only on the 101 Network, only on DirecTV. The 101 Network. We always talk about how we miss narrators. Yeah, I want somebody to be telling me how to feel about things. Isn't the music doing that for you now? Never. That's true. But it's different. Okay, all right. (laughs) All right. We're nostalgic for our... um, I don't know. Maybe David Attenborough did it to us. Do we always, maybe. do we just need him to do everything? I, think, yeah. <laughs> I go to bed every night watching an episode of Murder, She Wrote. 
And before That's, first of all, adorable, and I immediately pictured you in like a full Scrooge <laughs> outfit with the little hat and like a cup of tea. <laughs> sure, sure, I won't argue that. But before you watch it, it all starts with tonight on murder. She wrote, and they literally oh. tell you the whole damn plot. So I've gotten very good at like skipping to a minute thirty, because oh like, like I did that for a while with Downton because I fucking oh. hated the. This is Masterpiece Classic. I loved it. I'm Laura Linney, and this This is is Masterpiece Masterpiece Classic. Classic. But the freaking sound mixing was always such that that intro was like, would Mm, blast me to the back of my bed. Right. So I'm always trying to, not like anything has done that in a very long time, except for (laughs) Masterpiece Classic. (laughs) That's my favorite indie rock song, Blast Me to the Back of My Bed. (laughs) Wow. Did we just write something? <laughs> I've, right? I've definitely <laughs> sung that a few gay cabarets too. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> but there was definitely a moment I remember like when I was hard. There are some shows that I'll get into a deep kind of ugly binge where I'm hating mm. it too. Um, like I did, I got there with the OC a little bit in season two and I'm like laying yeah. off my bed, half off my bed at like 2 a.m. on my 10th episode of Downton and I'm like, I hate Laura Lenny. <laughs> Anywho, this episode came out November 12th, 2008, and our IMDb synopsis is Coach Taylor has difficulties in the relationship between his new starting quarterback and the kid's father, while his starting fullback presents difficulties for Tammy. Buddy's two younger children are nothing but difficult on a planned visit. There's our theme. Difficult. And Jason stands... Jason stands pat on his price for Buddy's house that that he and his pals are trying to flip. Pat on his price? Is that a thing? Never heard that before in my life. Rest on your laurels? Pat on your price? I'm live fact-checking it. Yeah, please. No idea. Pat? Like P-A-T. Pat Pat. on his price. I mean, it doesn't need to be price, maybe. I'm thinking it's like, he's like... uh, Well, the predicted text when I type into Google, stand pat on his... Back, shoulder, head, mm. son, mm. and debit card. Packed <laughs> on his debit card? What? <laughs> we will never out. know. So it's a mystery. Pat on his price. Well, guys, without further ado, let's get into some Texas things. Yes? Yes, let's. Let's do this. Uh, okay, I did not have a ton for this episode. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say it right now. This is probably the weakest episode of season three. We're a little so bummed. Far. Except yeah. we don't want to change is... because Todd's making a very big face like he may have enjoyed it, which is also <laughs> fine and preferable. Wait, wait, but what yes. where, what airport did they film in? Did you recognize that? No. No, and I should have looked it, it up. It must be the Austin airport. Yeah, because they filmed in Austin, right? Or outside of Austin? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Flugerville. Pflugerville, and then in downtown Austin as well. Mm-hmm. It must have been the Austin airport. It had but to I... have been. If they, the Austin airport is really small, but also so is Houston Hobby, and it definitely wasn't DFW, so it had to be Austin. Yes, by process of elimination. Yes. yes. I'm declaring it Austin. It looks yes. really yes. modern. Yeah, that's true. And also, are like 9-11 rules not in effect? How come they could like walk to the gate and pick them up? I feel like I Hollywood has never really adjusted to the post 9-11 airport the whole world. Okay. Thing. Yeah. 
You know, they're <laughs> okay. still jumping over ticket bar counters and, you know, chasing planes down the Chasing after their long lost loves. So just yeah. let them do their thing. <laughs> they don't have to have take out ever... their shoes. Pierce Brosnan doesn't have to take out his shoes. Have y'all ever had like a dramatic moment in airport? Like anything? Like I've had funny moments in airports, um, but like never like a sweet. Nothing that involved like running down the airport. I did once time no. have an airport waiter tell, I, don't, I wish I could remember what he said, but I was with my mom traveling for something and we're like having a glass of wine and he came up and just like told us that we were so beautiful and that he just got this vibe that we were but it wasn't weird it was like not in a weird way it was just like an older sweet dude with a little like one of those little painter hats with the little apple stem (laughs) thing you know what i'm talking about this seems really weird (laughs) i think he was a ghost (laughs) i mean granted if someone tells me i'm beautiful i don't think it's weird either but he said something really It was something I wish I could remember, but he had, he wasn't just like you are two beautiful ladies. Like not he like creep, like a... really thoughtful and endearing, okay. and was like okay. I yeah. bet that you two have an impact on the people around you. Like he said something really <laughs> sweet, and we were kind of already having a moment. I don't know, maybe it wasn't that sweet. Leo, let me. Uh, maybe you moment. were really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly likely. Well, yeah, I don't have any stories, so I guess I've that's, had, like, that's what we have. Extreme. Like airport delayed, almost missed flight stories, but I don't yeah, think I'm not talking about that. Though. I'm talking about related. like a yeah. Okay, well, I mean, it depends what you want me to talk about, right? It's like <laughs> and what so the audience in his, is. On this in his brain in the middle of folders like airport category, like food category, sex category, travel. Right? I have at the least I will say I've had an offer for. Mm something done to me in a men's room so not the mile high situation the regular sea level airport situation well airports are horny places oh of course true yeah true drunk and my story proves that as well yes (laughs) (laughs) you could have had old man in the the french house in my sims family i wait no i shouldn't say that on there (laughs) (laughs) what did you do with your sims family (laughs) Uh, I really regret saying that. (laughs) Okay, so like I have generations and generations in this sim house, okay? Yes, I do kill them sometimes. It's not sadistic. It's just that the sims only lets you have a certain amount of people in one household. And if you're forming a cult, that is a problem. So (laughs) sometimes my departed husbands return to the house and Mm. I sometimes they will have sexual encounters with the with the matron of the house. She's a vampire. She's ageless. Okay. It's fine. Ghosts can have wow. sex with vampires? Is that a rule? In Sims. Yeah. Okay. Even Twilight, right. maybe. I'll take it. Wasn't as weird as I was expecting. It just, it it just depends I, I if really the... really watered it down. <laughs> it depends if the ghost tells you you're beautiful and what kind of hat they're wearing, right? Exactly. It's, exactly. <laughs> those apple hats. I mean, those apple hats. <laughs> oh, well, back to Texas things. <laughs> The most Texas thing to me was just everything about Buddy this whole okay. episode. That was so mine like, too. And yes. like all of the cadence and the uh like his daughter coming back from California and having the like that was literally me right. going to see you Boulder and coming back home to my Texas family and being like overly radical and whatever. Um yes. just all of those interactions were so Texas to me. It was perfect. Yeah. Yep. It's hard because you. Hippie. I really right. feel for Buddy in this, but I then every once in a while I'm like, are you an insurrectionist, though? 
We did say once on this podcast, we're like, definitely half of Dylan was like at the Capitol yeah, show. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Billy Riggins was feel, was wearing the the horns. Don't you, know, you come was... for Billy Riggins? I have never. I know. Been actually, in love I regret with someone that more. He would have. But he, would have. he was hot this episode. He was. I like. He's my, fine I all episode. Why, like. <laughs> He blossomed. Agreed. And I know exactly why we found him sexually attractive more so in this mm. episode because he was playing Daddy Bear. Yes. And, mm. and that was it. It was hot. Yes. He was responsible. Mm. <laughs> yes. Uh, like barely <laughs> so achieving human levels of responsibility. Exactly. <laughs> See, um, I look at him and I'm like, oh, he's dumb. He needs me. And that's attractive. <laughs> right. God. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm attracted to that as well. Yeah. yeah. Which is my love for Tim. I'm like, oh, baby, let me fix you. Did you get in a bar fight? Yeah. I'll ice your <laughs> I'll ice your eye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, speaking of Billy, he had a shirt that said everything's bigger in Texas. So that, that was, was my other right, right. I did not write sure. that down, though. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, I mostly just wrote down all of the buddy stuff. And I just, like, just in general, feel like we need to discuss how much I loved him throwing the steak into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, and I mean, the let's just... says coyotes. Only people in Texas yes. say coyotes, I feel like. That's coyotes. a Texas thing. Everyone else says coyote. Yes. Because that's how you say that word. Original. Coyote, I'm right? Sure right. Coyote. I'm from the Boston area. Yes. Where we say Boston. things weird, Bostonian. but we don't say coyote. True. Yeah, I would say in terms of saying <laughs> things weird, you're mm, yeah. carefully there, Boston. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know where I'm at in 30 Rock is the Julianne Moore stuff who has the worst Boston accent. Is it supposed yes, to be bad? Yes, it's supposed to be bad. Okay. I think it's supposed to be that. Yeah. It's okay, supposed good. to be making fun of Because I love her. I'm Boston. not like. They uh, later but like, go to Boston and solidify okay. that. No, you'll love yeah. her character. It took me a while to warm on her, too. I actually do like her, but I, I couldn't decide if that was supposed to be bad. So yeah. now that I know I'm. And like Jack doesn't even have it. You know, like it's. <laughs> right, right. I just. I watched the James Franco episode, Carly. Yes. Which is oh. so funny. Which is also quite, quite relevant to his recent cancellation. I know. I know. It's kind of weird. I'm not but, surprised. I, but honestly, I was bummed because, okay, the way you talk about uh, Billy, like James yeah, Franco. Yeah, Carly was, was in love with James Franco. Like, I've been I with mean, that I was boy too, but since, you were like, uh, <laughs> we've been day one. Old, yo. <laughs> I think I'm more, of, I think I'm more of a Dave Franco. Is that weird? No, no he's Dave super is hot, hot too. too. And totally he looks short. And he looks like he might be 5'3, and I do he's love a, yes. a little guy. So. Well, and have you ever heard Love the story man. of how he and Allison Brie got together? Because it's like so cute. It is no. like you're hot. Listen to his yes. episode of Armchair Expert. So okay. good. One of my favorites. All right. Great. Yeah. Great. great, great. Basically, I mean, it's he's very it's way sexy. better than this, but it's like friends set them up and they were like out and they like made out and now they're like married. It's like, yeah, really yeah they like met at in New Orleans on Mar- yes. like Mardi Gras. Yeah, it's really. Yeah. Cute. No, I've actually yeah. totally heard this before. Oh, yes, you told awesome. just she was like, "I have Molly in my cup. Do you want some?" And he was like, "I love you." <laughs> but she's awesome too. I love them. They, I love I, Allison I, Brie. I oh my gosh, them. I ship Did them I so right? hard. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> um. Um, oh, but yeah, really quick, go back to the James Franco episode. So I thought the James Franco stuff was really funny, but honestly, the part that made me laugh. The la- like so loud in my bed by myself with the lights off was when they break into Julianne Moore's house and Kenneth keeps oh God, taking yes. pictures of himself on the computer <laughs> and he's like, I made it the I made it the screensaver. <laughs> he's like, how are you even doing this? So funny. Also, he's like, <gasps> I 
I can only make it through the mail slot if it's three by four, but I can unhinge my <laughs> hips. Oh, <laughs> right? uh, 10 out of 10 up. All right. Great one. Well, do we have any more Texas things or we want to move on? Um, let me see. Yeah, most of mine were the buddy related. Um, oh, I also just found this is on a darker note. I just found the whole, again, uh, like debating whether or not this violent student should be allowed to participate in football thing. Just totally unique issue to Texas. Yeah. He lit someone's well, hair on fire. That's I know. Why was it so passive? I literally wrote, Jamarcus lit someone's hair on st- on fire, and they said it wasn't a first offense, and they're <laughs> debating his punishment. Yeah. yeah. And then, I'm sorry, that's that's part of the why I'm, I'm, like, I said this episode was, was very weak to me. It was like, I don't care about this guy at all. We've never met him. They have that like scene where it's like football changed my life. Yes, we have. But But that story wasn't about him. It was about Tammy being a good principal. Yes, totally. And I I liked that, but I just I don't know. It fell flat to me. I found it a little forced, but I did find and we'll get into this when we get into the episode. But I found value in it in that I think it's a again a really unique story for uh, uh, Friday Night Lights to choose to tell. Um, mm-hmm. about how a working family might not give a fuck about football, even in Dylan. Yeah, no, I like that. And so yeah. I like right. that aspect of it, and I think it was, like, important, and I saw what they were doing. I just um, did feel like it was a little bit plugged in. Yeah. I didn't understand yeah. why they didn't like football, because I thought – you would think most people would be like, oh, I don't want my son to get hurt. But Well, I think they just wanted – they right. needed him to, like, be more practical. and I. But I did see, like – I, there's nuance to that scene. Like when Tammy's talking about how the benefits spill over into the, the student's life, like yeah. you see the moms like really engaging with that. And so like, and this is something I could probably talk too long about just because I work at the public school district. Um, there is, there, we are on such a high pedestal of privilege with the education that like we grew up receiving. And there yeah. are families that literally don't know that football could have those effects on their student and that it's not just an extra two hours outside of school that they would rather him be working and bringing home money for because um so like there's i thought it was really relevant i've had moments like that in working with the public school district where i'm like wow i didn't even think like during the pandemic that some of that some of our students houses didn't even have wi-fi so they couldn't do remote learning we had to give them what you know like yeah yeah we there's such a gap there and i think that this kind of spoke to that and that i felt was really relevant and just the working class mentality of like yeah it's great but it's kind of a luxury and we don't really have he doesn't we don't really, really have, have time to hours. even yeah. well they don't even have time to like, to like think about it learn yeah. the benefits of it yeah uh, yeah. So, yeah and someone so that I, like I doesn't make a lot of money in dylan and maybe works in the service industry or something thinks that like football is what the rich white people do probably yeah yeah for sure yeah so it, yeah, I. I okay. and it seemed like Y'all the family like was like it, particularly but... adverse, not adverse, but like not a sports family that would have like they'd even really know about the Panther football team, and that that part seemed a little like, yeah. How did they not yeah. affected to me? But there are families like that who are yeah, you know, they're not if, especially if they're like an unstable home and they're moving around a lot and stuff like that. Yeah. They're not trying to grow roots, and they don't encourage their children to either because they think that it's better. It more protects them if they don't. Yeah, a lot of immigrant families feel that way as well. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to do my musician's corner within the breakdown. Okay. So, Carly, would you like to do some film facts before yeah, we break it down? Yeah, because mine's okay. real, real sad. 
Yeah. I mean, mine, it's all these sections are kind of like. I actually have. Wait, can I check with something with you before that we can cut out? Yeah. I want to, I would love, I'm going to mention the Vaseline song. Do you have a piece? Is it part of your thing? Yeah. Okay. I'll just talk about it being my favorite and then let you talk about it. Perfect. Okay. All right. Let's review the tape. Wee woo. Um, okay, so for real this time, guys, I don't have much for you this week. <laughs> I'm tired today. It's a light. I'm it's a light episode. Okay, so this episode was a wee bit fillery, although Todd just, remind, just, sure. just did remind me that I wish I had looked at the airport, but we're going to say it was Austin, and we'll fact check it next time. But this Fackies. episode, yeah, we'll put in the fackies. This episode was written by Brent Fletcher, which is a new name um, that I haven't seen on the writer's credits um, before. But it looks like he has done a good amount. Like, he wrote a bit for Lost. And, well, that was pretty much the big... Oh, yeah. And then some... Yeah. Spartacus, but the TV show. Um, But he seems like a capable... That movie is genius because I never know who the real Spartacus is. (laughs) Michael Gary Scott. Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> um, and then to stay with that same boring trend, um, it was mm. directed by Chris Iyer, who I'm sure is great, but has very few credits to his name. Those of which include Smoke Signals, Skins, Edge of America, and Hideaway. None of which I got, I've I seen got Skins. Or heard of. That's about it. Nope, it's not that Skins. Oh. It's a different one. There's a big man in a leather jacket on the front. It's not It's not the cute British one. No, that's my favorite. That's, <laughs> that that's is, my show. That's my skins. That's my show. It's all about uh, leather jackets. It's all about cow skins. Yeah, all about how they feel on your skin. Oh, okay. I'll watch it. Um, and it's then, really niche. Yeah, so sorry, guys. Just not a ton to break down here. But I did want to talk about the song Vaseline that um, is played. Yeah. Is, her name is Drew, right? Devin. 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 Yeah, her character's name, yeah. Um, that Devin plays for Landry is one of my all-time favorite Flaming Lips songs because of this episode. Oh. And I have I learned to play it on the piano in high school after this episode. And I still to this day play and sing it with my nieces and nephews, like anytime they're crying. Um, and it's just the cutest thing to me. And I love that's one of my one of my like big Friday Night Lights moments that you when you think of the show you think of that is her sweet perfect little voice singing that hilarious silly song that's actually also a weird and beautiful song silly songs with larry yeah, silly songs. um but it's also just like a weird beautiful song by the flaming lips and it is weird and beautiful and i love that's that they tied it back it. in at the end and it's just a quirky one that i for whatever reason hold very dear to my heart and it's because it's I didn't, a carly song yeah. for sure <laughs> it's pretty on brand i did not like know it was a real like song it. i didn't i know i yeah it's the flaming spoiler lips. alert i will talk about it in my section and i did not know either go well, for I, it so we I all learned something of it because of this show <laughs> oh okay. yeah Sorry. i found it in this episode and then ever since then i've loved it and like literally just weeks ago was singing it to my little niece as she got her splinter pulled out at the cabin. Oh, and that I was said, what so. What do we put on our toast? She's like jelly. And I'm like, not any of these. <laughs> she uses Vaseline. Anyways, we'll get into it. But I just really love that song. Um, I don't have a fave frame for this episode, but if I had to pick a yeah. runner-up, 
I didn't pull a time code, but it's that moment during the game when JT's dad is yelling at JT from the stands and they just yeah. do this short little cut to Connie Britton and she just throws fucking shade and, yes. then, and then looks away. <laughs> that was my pseudo fave frame. Yes. And uh, the end. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought that was great. Okay. Short Wonderful speed. work. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. A plus. So guys, let's break it down. So we already talked about the airport pickup, the classic Hollywood skip the security and go straight to the gate. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Like I just recently I was like, watched this... that episode of Friends when Chandler's going to Yemen and I'm just like <sighs> yes. everything that's happening. I'm going to Yemen. I, I need some so shred of reality, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this episode started and I was like I don't remember any of this. Like it was one of those episodes I like f- had didn't have a huge memory of. I do remember re-watching. this uh, the student the football player storyline. Um, yeah, but that maybe stuck out to me because I remember this episode for that song particularly. The only things yeah. that spark that jogged my memory from watching this before were throwing the stakes when Buddy threw the stakes <laughs> and Vaseline. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I think those were because Land- like, Landry strongest... kissing Devin. That's yes. something that I remembered, of course. Yeah. Well, and those were like the strongest storytelling, lo- like through lines of the episode for sure. Yes, in my opinion. Yep, and then we we have the Taylors and McCoy. Oh, there was dinner. one thing about. Sorry, before we move on, um, when uh, Buddy's picking up his kids, just like mm-hmm. such, just like one of those little Friday Night Lights nuances that adds like such depth and human relatability to the show. Um, classic father-daughter moment when he's hugging her and she's like oh dad you're all sweaty and he just yes. laughs and he's like i'm more sweaty than i normally am just walks away i'm like that is such a funny dad or dad daughter moment yes yes and then when he tells her she she looks like a hippie yes yes that always hits oh my me gosh. too because like, i'm like if he, my dad had said that to me i'd be like what do you fuck off dad what is that <laughs> you fuck off. i'm a liberal now <laughs> um which is pretty i'm much, a yeah. liberal now <laughs> Um, also when he hugs the son and he's like, okay, ow, yes. like you did that it too. It reminded like, me so much. Tight. I was at my parents' house literally this last weekend for shout out Mama Sally, my grandma's 81st birthday. 81. Wow. Um, we missed her 80th in COVID. So we did both this year. We had two cakes. It was cute. Um, Amazing. but I was at my parents' house and when I left, I left, uh, really early to start the drive at like 5am. So my dad was like getting up to go do his like weird, they have some weird treadmill thing. Um, so he like didn't have his shirt on and he's like hugging me goodbye. And I was like, Ew, dad, my mom's in the background. She's like, John, put a shirt on. <laughs> and he's just like, I don't care. I, just... And I was like, I just dad. had that like dad daughter moment. Not just two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> not a moment ago. <laughs> yes. So then we have the awkward Taylor and McCoy dinner Hated with that. the forced so laughing. Ugh. All of the cringe. It's perfect though. Like you see coach's face. It's just like, <laughs> But is JD's dad almost like too awful? This episode, <laughs> yes. He's like, yeah, he was a little villainy. Villain. Okay, this was my note about the dinner. I wrote, and this is dramatic. I'll admit that. Yeah. I would rather scratch out my eyeballs than attend this dinner. <laughs> I feel like it's a mix between the Mouse Hunt Mansion slash the Clue Mansion slash the OJ Simpson Mansion. Too dark? Question. Yes. Mark? No. Nailed it. I do love the amount of makeup that Janine Turner wears. She's the mom from TV's Northern Exposure. Janine Turner. Oh, yeah. Um, I just, I I think whoever is doing her up is doing a very good job. Oh, it's so accurate. It is so We freaking love Jill. We love her, but we also know 
so many Jills from growing yeah, up in Texas. Like that's just such a familiar trope. I mean, this Jill is very nuanced and has lots of character and we love her, but they just did such a good job nailing that vibe. Yes. Yes. But yeah, he was extra like, it was, um, I just, I was irritated. I couldn't think of a villain's name, but <laughs> Edward Cullen, the one right behind you. Oh, Although sure. I guess he's a protagonist <gasps> to some people. He is a lover. Jesus. Hero. <laughs> Team Bella died when she jumped off the Team cliff. Team Edward. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she should have ate it when she jumped off the cliff. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just was frustrated because I didn't feel like we needed another episode to tell us about how JT no. and his dad's relationship. Like the way they ended the last episode. Also, are you saying JT? <laughs> Yes, and I don't know why. J- JD. <laughs> are you thinking? I noticed that earlier. Are you thinking Justin Jonathan Timberlake. Taylor Thomas? Is that why you're doing it? Or it's him. mostly just that you know that the true JT Justin Timberlake lives in my brain, mm-hmm. free range, twenty four seven. Okay. So there must be he he like set up <laughs> okay. a word captcha in my head. Okay. Gotcha. All right, I'm refreshing. You should be good now, JD. I don't think that the JD story was really the point of this episode. But I think they had yeah. to like keep it going because it was it's gonna come to fruition later. It's building. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. I just was I just felt like it kind of threw off the pace a little bit with where we ended the last episode, where we have those cringy JD and dad moments, and <laughs> mm-hmm. then we saw Coach's reaction. In there was this tight like the way that they did the storytelling of that scene was that almost as if he was gonna start like pushing back or that some drama was ensuing. And then this yeah. episode just sort of seemed to continue to tell us that he's a bad guy, which we already knew. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't really make any progress. And I forgot that Coach follows up about the church moment. I did like, too. That made me, I kind of was like, I don't know if we needed that. Like, I kind of. I mean, like we know. I liked did. what. Like we know it did. Yeah. Yeah. Like we kn- we knew what happened. I think the only thing that that scene accomplished was like you've totally been in an argument with someone or not an argument but you're trying to make a point and they just keep shutting you down like he's like no yeah we're good and you're like no no we're not good like you don't understand me you know so that was good but yeah Yeah. I agree and then when he comes to practice and he's like you know being all sideline dad or sideline coach or whatever and um stage mom stage dad whatever dance mom coach whatever dance mom's equivalent of dance mom is (laughs) exactly He starts like coach pushes him up and he's like, what does he say? Does he say like, you're being a real ass or like he kind of like he says something kind of aggressive, aggressive. and Joe's like, oh, yeah, I know. Like, it's OK. Like, it, it was a weird thing about like disconnect. distracting them from the sidelines or something. But um, yeah, I don't know. If it I was kind of an odd moment. Um, yeah. So then we have Billy being all responsible was and asking <laughs> Jason was, for advice. Okay. Is there any more adorable quality? Or any but any actor who's better able to pull off just sheer pure earnestness. I know. Like he just is just earnestly knows that he doesn't know what to do. Yes. But it's like, I I think this is a good thing, right? Should I can someone help me? I think we I should do something. We should do this, right? Engage. Jason is kind of a jerk at first about it. Yeah, he is. Because he's like, Yeah, I got hundreds of hundreds of these. And he kind of is like it's, I, I tried to watch some of the episode again because I was like, when does he turn around to helping? Because yeah. his initial reaction is like, well, he's not college material. Right. I kind of like right. that too, though, because I'm sure in the athletics world, but then this is a crossover into the creatives world too. Sometimes the competitiveness, like even among friends, especially like 
all of us as creatives who likely are in groups of friends who are also creatives. When you go to somebody who's more successful than you for advice, they have to actively turn on their humble switch. And sometimes, even though they love you and they're your friends initially or whatever, you'll catch moments of it not being turned off. And yeah, I thought it was yeah. really real to life. It like, was real. Everyone's sure. had one of those moments where you kind of like put yourself out there and someone who's your friend is like, well, that's not even, you know, that's not even something you should or, or like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just or kind that's of shooting you down on accident right out of the gates and then realizing that yeah. like, oh, I should have been more nurturing. Um, it's something I, the show I, I, yeah. always does really well that it's not good guys, bad guys. Like everybody's yes. a good guy and everybody's a bad guy. Everything's yeah. so nuanced. And we talk about that a lot of like how much confusion they create. Like you think you, Jill is a great example. Like you think you feel one way about yeah, her. You like like her. She's yeah. like talking about how she's like, we got money. I mean, if like her character on paper, you'd think she was a villain. Yeah. But we love her. Yeah. And that's a perfect example of how they just like add so much dimension. Totally. And Jason yeah, does come around. Yes, he does. And it was, yeah, it's just so sweet. And Billy's like kind of embarrassed. Like he doesn't want to like admit that he doesn't know, but yeah. he's also, I don't know. It was really sweet. I just love and seeing sexy. his little earnest face. Like it's just so pure. You know, he just wants the best for his boy. He does. Um, I chuckled at the line, at Jason's line when he said, two, oh, it's pretty crazy what two idiots and a couple of cripples can do. Yeah. <laughs> Also, they are idiots for being their own realtors. As somebody who's in Esquel, it's pretty dumb. Yeah. I enjoyed that ragtag team of four, though. It was adorable. Oh, yeah. I like the four of them working together. was prime. Yes. Todd, do you watch Always Sunny? Yeah. Because before, when they first bought the house, I was comparing this to the real estate episode of Always Sunny when they're Vic Vinegar and Hugh Honey. And they pose oh. as <laughs> Mac and Charlie, and they pose. They do an open house. <laughs> not, ever since I said that, I cannot watch their real estate scenes without laughing about Vic Vinegar and Hugh Honey. They like do bad, good cop, bad cop. It's so funny. <laughs> Vic Vinegar, and I loved that two ninety five is like a lot. That's yeah, the that Texas thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> that that absolutely should have been the Texas thing. Yes. Like, oh my gosh. I look at now, like, I just look at houses on Zillow just for fun, not that I'm in the market whatsoever, but it's like a house that's like three is like a box. <laughs> like it's, oh, yeah. You couldn't buy a studio apartment in New York City for less than $400,000. Nope. Oh, yeah. Nope. Exactly. Well, it's just crazy because like New York and LA prices have always been insane. And yeah, they've gone up, but like, in, in cities like Austin, like Denver, like Nashville, that were like always affordable, they're now becoming well, and that's why just I, as not just as bad, but yeah, uh, okay. that's why I talked yeah. with my yeah. had that made that decision with my parents because I was like, I'm looking at my five, 10 year plan, I don't want to move, I don't want to uproot my career and like move to yeah. South Carolina so I can afford a, a house. No, and I'm like, I think it would be a good monetary investment, I cannot no matter like five or 10 year plan, I just can't get there by myself with in this no. economy, y'all. This economy. <laughs> <laughs> I love when people use like the, something that does not relate, like, you know, uh, something in this economy. Or, yeah, you're going like, to sing that uh, song in, in this, this economy? economy? In yeah. this economy, yeah. It's, it always works, y'all. It's it's a great joke economy. formula for Twitter. <laughs> <In this economy. laughs> 
little little comedic advice to you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I know. That. <sighs> All right. Let's uh, musicians' corner. Yeah. I'm gonna play the little cute scene of Devin, um, and we're gonna talk about the Flaming Lips song and more. Just kind of fun facts about them. <clears throat> I know a girl who thinks a toast <laughs> should make your breakfast. Should make your toast. She don't use butter. She don't use cheese. Don't use jelly or any of these. Cheer up. <laughs> she uses Vaseline. She uses Vaseline. I thought for Wait, sure that would cheer you up. It's this whole emo thing you've got going on. Yeah. It's okay, but. It's okay. We'll give you a ride home tomorrow after practice. I will give you a ride after practice tomorrow. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I forgot to, before you played that clip, I should have said something. Because I hmm. also love the intro of that whole scene when yes. she walks in. And it reminds me of that scene from Emperor's New Groove. Or no, no, I mean, <laughs> sorry. I mean from Parks and Rec. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Same thing. What What is my, happening? <laughs> my brain is a whole bag of weird today. Um when Andy's like looking at the glass and he's like, I don't know. I just, I feel fine. But like, I also feel really sad and I can't eat. I've been putting on weight and nothing matters anymore. <laughs> and nothing matters anymore. <laughs> and I was like, Landry is so all true. of us in high school. Oh, yeah. So let's listen to the actual song for a little bit and then I'll spout some flaming lips. Spout some knowledge. So this is She Don't Use Jelly by the Flaming Lips. I've always called it Vaseline. Thanks, it goes. She'll make you breakfast, she'll make you toast, but she don't use butter, she don't use cheese. Such an odd little song. It's so sweet. I love it so much. I don't know why. It's just like adorable. I am so well, taken by the way Devin sings. And I don't know. If, I, yes. I, I don't necessarily I want taken to be a good word because I'm like, <laughs> it sounds like she's laughing through the whole thing. Right. <laughs> yes. But she yes. also has this like weird voice where she's kind of like in be- <laughs> yes. cracking the whole Little time. Yodely. Yeah. Yes. I think yeah. she did. Uh, I'm going to have to live fact check, check this maybe. But I'm pretty sure she did voice work after this, like uh, animated stuff. Oh, I can see that. I mean, she's but fascinating. I, I, she's voice, it's one of those like it draws you in because it's just like kind it's weird. of weird for no reason. And it was perfect yeah. for this song. Yeah, I agree. it's one of I those agree. voices where I can't decide if she's like good or not. But I also, I mean, my biggest, biggest, biggest pet peeve is hip singing, which is like the thing when like people <laughs> do that. Just, um, so she doesn't do that. So, <laughs> so I feel like it's just weird on its own. So I can support it. that. 
you know, it's she's not trying to but be listening weird. to she's the flaming it. lips. He's a little cracky wacky on it, too. Yeah, so true. I wonder if she's trying to sing like him. And she's like trying to make him yes. laugh. She's yeah, to she's trying to make him laugh. She's like, it's kind of like a stand up yeah. thing. All right, all right. She does have a cute, all right, all right. like, a. I agree with you. Like, it's kind of a funky voice. Yes. But I, I thought it like mel- meshed with that song in such a perfect way that it just had a weird appeal to me. I even wrote a note. I said, this was later on when Landry kisses her, but I wrote, oops, now I've lost it again. Oh, I wrote, I think they'd be super cute together. A perfect monotone couple with little monotone babies. Oh. I know. I'll be like, gaga. <laughs> I, I guess I also want to say that her voice is like good and realistic for what a high school student might sing like. True. Because if she was suddenly too good, we'd get really taken yeah. out of it. It'd be glee. Yeah, it just wouldn't work. Please don't yeah. be glee. So <laughs> do everything in your power. Don't opinions. Opinions flying out of me now. Opinions. I have opinions. <laughs> mostly negative. I obviously have so much to say about the show, but do I still listen to glee class versions of songs? All the time. Hell yeah. I'm going to tell you a very musical theater story. So my friend who's a pianist was uh, the accompanist for some Broadway auditions. And someone came in the room and they, you know, gave their music to him and then got in the center of the room and said, I'll be singing Don't Rain on My Parade from Glee. No. (laughs) And the director said, go back in the hallway and do this over again. Yes. So she comes back in and she's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. So stupid. I'm singing... Don't Rain I Prayed from Funny Girl, which is, I, of course, it's from Funny Girl. I, I love Julie Stein. I'm a big fan of hers. Oh, but they God. said her, the person said hers, Julie Stein is a man. And so, like, yeah. the director was like, no, no, no. And you're done. You're Sorry. done. You're finished. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. That's all. From Glee. So there'll <laughs> be like, there'll be like 2% of your listeners that'll be vaguely interested in that story <laughs> that's okay todd that's like Honestly, whenever i make yeah. weird like lord of the rings and aragon like crossovers but we recently had on a guest shout out to kim because she was like oh by the way i'm one of those people whenever you do those weird jokes i'm in all of those cult fans and i was like yes the one person Wait, the one person who understands my lord denethor jokes yes no yeah i was with um i went to a wedding and Fort Worth a couple weekends ago and was with a lot of musical theater people and there was like Chris Molina shout out and his girlfriend who were not musical theater and I kept having to translate to them like someone was like oh yeah that is my favorite JRB musical and I was like Jason Robert Brown like was just like yeah, trying to like, and they're like is that where we to BTP I was like Broadway Theater Project <laughs> <laughs> they're like thank you no, that'd be helpful yep. um I actually what it's funny that you mentioned that her voice sounded funny to you because it mm-hmm. really, like it did to me too, but it really resonated with me. I loved it. I even wrote a note. I forgot that I wrote this. Oops. And now where did it go? Oh, I just said, I literally want her to be the voice inside my head. There's something like really oh. calming to me about like the way she exited the room in that scene. She just like kind of kisses him on the head and she's like, cheer up. I like her energy. Every tomorrow's sure. another day. Okay. Well, then I, I am here. Lazy like vibe. To fight you. Yeah. Because she should death. not have kissed him. Yeah, she is allowing true. Landry. No, even the first kiss, because he would not have kissed no, her yeah, the second the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That made. So look, as someone who is a homosexual, I, <laughs> like, I literally when I was fourteen years old at theater camp, 
a girl wanted to be my girlfriend. I had already decided that I liked boys, but I was like, whatever, she's nice. And we walked around for a while. And then she grabbed me and kissed me. And I pushed her away from my mouth and said, I'm gay. I've never said that out loud before. Oh, I just got chills. And I've always felt bad about that. But I didn't make her kiss me. Like she made Landry her experiment. You didn't establish some like, facade trust bond like yeah i mean because if she had said to landry hey i think i might be a lesbian but can you and i make out and i want to because i want to see if i like boys he probably would have done it he's a nice guy yeah Yeah, i'm sure he would (laughs) have and horny but again this show is about good people making bad choices sometimes so okay that's true i forgive her now no but i think that's a good perspective but also we can give her a little bit of benefit of the doubt we don't know like how out she is and maybe she is still wrestling some feelings she does seem pretty confident though she talked about her sexuality i know so. she was like i'm a lesbian like that's <laughs> yeah. decided yeah so in that front i'm on your side but um, I, uh, yeah it was yes. tricky i do I, I thought that was like weirdly physical for a high school yeah friendship. that was like, too much wouldn't, i wouldn't have done that and i had close no friends. even to like yeah even to a guy that i was yeah. interesting. Or if I did, I would have expected like a text from them later that night and being like, hey, hey or like trying me. to make out with me or something. <laughs> exactly. I love that your text Todd, message has a range. Hey. Uh, hey. Hey. That's just how I, I love picture the... when you get those dude texts. Hey. I know. There was some tweet that was like, you go to a party and your crush like stares at you from across the room and then you get a text after you leave that says, hey, I think you were there tonight. LOL. <laughs> I think I saw you. <laughs> Like, okay. That's so true. Also, Todd, I had my first kiss at theater camp. So, ding, ding, ding. Oh, wow. I wish mine would have been yes. theater camp, too. Did you yeah. kiss a gay boy? A uh, straight Monica, boy. Well, okay. No, no, wait. <laughs> well, did I kiss a gay wait, boy? I thought one of us had that in our history. Was it me? <laughs> I went yes, on a date yes, with yes. a gay guy, but no, I have wait, not I kissed remember. a gay guy. <laughs> no, I kissed like, a bi guy. Sorry. I'm just I'm going guy. back. I my a first guy. middle school makeout, he told me he was gay. Oh, wait. And who? then four years later, he became the biggest crack dealer in Fort Worth. He did oh. not Yes, it was a... It was a oh, or Ew, something. I hate you, that you remembered that. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> I know. I just try to block right. it from my mind. I assume everyone I don't worry. I'll cut, all, I'll cut Monica all Monica remembers that. the name. Carly doesn't remember if it's her life or Monica's life. Exactly. That's this is Todd, this is my life. I am the memory of every loved one of mine. Like my sister will be like, wasn't? And I like remember something and I'm like, that happened to you. That didn't even happen to me. <laughs> I yeah. remember that. And our childhoods are so deeply intertwined. <laughs> I often just have to check with Monica whether it was her experience or mine. Yes. <laughs> Carly started telling a story on here that I was like, but I think we decided it actually had happened to both of us. But I was like, wait, are you stealing my story? <laughs> and you're like, I think that was me. I think that was me. Jerry's still out. TBH. Okay, sorry. Let me finish my musician's corner. Yes. That's yeah, very yeah, yeah. boring. Sorry, and sorry, sorry, and then we'll sorry. Keep going. No, 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 no. That was an amazing tangent. We love tangents. So in this episode, there were only four songs, um, yeah, which is probably the music. smallest that we've had. Um, no Texas acts, um, but just a couple facts about the Flaming Lips. Um, so the Flaming Lips are an American psychedelic rock band. They were formed in 1983. For some reason, I thought they were later. They're no, they're 80s. like an 80s, 90s punk, early punk. Yeah. I thought if they you were, were will ever later. read my favorite book, The Time Traveler's Wife, you would know this. Oh, true. In Oklahoma City. <laughs> That's where they formed. And their first album was recorded at the State University of New York for $5 an hour on a $10,000 budget. Wow. Talk about, talk about your fix or rapper. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> what was $5 <laughs> an hour? Like the renting the space? 
I guess. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Also, that's incredible. That was like two hundred dollars an hour. And in nineteen ninety, that's economy. It's always in, funny. Uh, yes, it's true. <laughs> it in 1990, work. the band caught the attention of Warner Bros. Records and was signed promptly after a label representative witnessed a show at which the band almost burned down the venue with the use of pyrotechnics. Oh. I guess that really impressed them. Well, they are the yeah. flaming lips. Yeah, they need the lips right. to flame. So. Yeah. Exactly. They need the, the lips a to flame. flame will flame. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and that is it. Are they queer? Does flaming have anything to do with them being queer? No, it was in the eighties. Oh, I don't think they are. People were what queer in the eighties. No, I right. know, what you... but not in this genre. Carly's like, no, there weren't any gay people. No, that in the started 80s. in the nineties, Todd. I would know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I think they just they liked fire. That was a thing. That was a big part of their live performances. Yes. Sure. Oh, this is a total random tangent, but really quick. Since we talked about it over email, you're performing at 54 Below. I have you seen the documentary Studio 54 on Netflix? I haven't. There's a new doc. It's so I good. I haven't either, but I've heard it's really, really good. Yes. Does it's Ryan Filippi show his butt in it? <gasps> good question. <laughs> no. He's not in it. He's just in the 54 movie. Um, oh. What, where can we watch it, Mon? I think it was Netflix. Sweet. Yeah. It's really interesting, and it talks about how insanely successful it was but and how so short of a time and how much of an impact it made and i in my show i literally welcome the audience to the basement of a former sex club slash drug den i love exactly. that so much and i yes. must attend and i we must <laughs> attend tickets promptly um Ugh. i would love to play um the yes. car scene with buddy and the the whole like buddy with his kids being bratty Hey, tomorrow, I was thinking maybe we could uh, just rent some canoes or some kayaks and just paddle on down to the falls. How does that sound? Sound good? Yeah. Yeah. Hello back there. Wait. Buddy, would you turn that off, please? Huh. Tabitha, could you please stop texting for just a minute, honey, so we could talk or something? I mean, why don't we uh, have a little sing-along like we used to? You want to have a family sing-along? Yeah. Count me out. Tabitha, you used to love to sing, honey. Well, you used to not have pubic hair either. Whoa. It's Tabby. Pubic hair is not a swear. Yeah, but it's gross. It's yeah, TMI gross. for the old dad, okay? Dad, I gotta go pee. Kevin says we shouldn't be Tabby, ashamed Tabby, shut up. It. No one wants to hear about your pubic hair. Amen to that. <laughs> dad, seriously, gas station, something. If you really want me to, I'll censor myself. For a second there, I forgot I was back in fascist Texas. Ooh. Burn. You guys, should you be selling t-shirts that say pubic hair is not a swear? <laughs> I think we should. And I also, literally wrote down, is pubic hair TMI? Yeah, but I also think, I also like want it to be an exclamation. Like when you're scared, pubic yeah. hair. Yes. Like that's just what we shout out. <laughs> <laughs> or you can say it, in it was a low, sultry tones, pubic hair. Pubic hair. Is that right, oh. guys? Everyone yeah. just hit the fast forward 15. Everybody. Yeah, I'm so sorry oh, about that, guys. That was a turn on. <laughs> But I do think it's hilarious. It's such a classic, like, I mean, that was the fight. Like, that was the dynamic between my dad and I when I was, like, a freshman in college at CU Boulder and, like, overly trying to assert my, like, political independence of them. And so, like, everything was, like, 
uh, fine, I'll censor myself, you know? And then I love Minka <laughs> Kelly's or uh, Lila's interjection. She's just like, we're not saying it's wrong to have it. We're just saying nobody right, wants to care like, about it. Just shut, shut up. up. <laughs> like, yes. It was such a perfect like family response. We're like, yes, it's fine that you it's have fine. Care. We're God, not we censoring you. Like, but Stop. Obviously, that was yes. too far. <laughs> I just thought that was an interesting choice too to be like yeah I didn't used to not have pubic hair like I would never say that I wouldn't either but I did so totally gross. track it with that age of like 13 14 15 where you are kind of being shocking yeah like sometimes when you are learning the boundaries of like language and you're a, yeah become, like in a new kind of adult phase and every once in a while you'll say something and you're like oh oops but you kind of need to pretend like you knew what you were saying Yes. you realize you've gone too far. Like one time I remember I was, we were looking at some comic book or something in my cabin in Red River and I was probably like in eighth grade. And I had just recently watched the office episode um, where Phyllis is like, I wonder what the fa- everyone's favorite part about me is probably my jugs. Yeah. And so I like point at this girl in the comic book to my sister and brothers. And I was like, look at her jugs. <laughs> like, I just remember my whole family was there and they were all like, Carly, like I just didn't know but you gotta try a word out before you know you shouldn't use it exactly dynamic in this car that kind of uh, made me chuckle quite a bit yes I remember like did you ever ask your parents about something and then you're like you slowly are realizing I should be asking someone else like (laughs) one time I was with my mom and I was like what's an aphrodisiac and then I was like she was kind of looking at me and I was like I'll ask someone else actually just kidding (laughs) she was like yeah just like google it I don't want to talk about that I was I just stumbled recently across the clip speaking of kids doing saying awkward things um in Mad Men when Susie or Sally Draper is like being watched by one she's like just found out about sex and stuff and she's being babysat by one of John's secretaries and she's like do you guys do it? I know what it is. I know that the man lays on top and pees inside of her. Oh, and like God. it's so, and the the uh, like assistant girl is just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> I had a really crazy. cool health teacher in middle school because oh, that's such a blessing. She was yes. teaching us sex ed and I was in sixth grade and I raised my hand and I was like, well, what if you have to pee when you're having sex with the woman? And she said, honey, you can't come and go at the same time. I wonder what the come and go gas that station is franchise brilliant. would have to say about that. But like get she her, said, get her on stage. Miss <laughs> Lunt we was Texas, her name. So we didn't have Ms. middle Lunt. school oh, sex yeah. education yeah. or any yeah. at all. Yeah. Yes. You still don't know I how to a, do it. <laughs> I still have a lot still of numerous concerns. <laughs> I had a recent conversation with my dad that was so funny that he was just like, just stop. I was I was trying to make the case for like men should have birth control and like they should take, you know, that responsibility more. And I was like, dad, I was like, think about it. Like if, if you were a young Lothario with a heart of gold, you know, I was like, you would want to. He was like, I can't have this conversation. <laughs> I kept trying to like, I was trying to just get him to say like, yes, That's I would hilarious. try birth control. But he just, he was like, I just stop. I recently Did you use Lothario moment. to like... <laughs> Be part I of his generation or something? Exactly. I just love that word. What a great word. It's a great word. Sorry. Yeah, right? I went into mm-hmm. a deep dive soapbox situation after the Cuomo news uh, broke last or a week or two ago that yes. he was going to, uh, that they finally. I'm Italian. Yeah. And I was just talking about like, I had, <laughs> had my, uh, my own similar experience just about like workplace harassment, how those yeah. gray areas are created and what they actually look and feel like. Um, and I was like, and it can be extremely gray. Like you don't understand. Like nobody's really doing anything wrong, but it's wrong. 
Um, and, I was, yeah. and I was just going off about it. And then my dad was just like, so to change the subject, it was just me. I realized it was just me and him in the room. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. I just did that to you for like 30 you minutes. change the subject. Pardon me. I have to pee really bad. So I'll oh, be right please. back. You can't come and go, Todd. <laughs> so I only wrote one clothing note. Clothing note? <gasps> Fashion. I like dedicated a section and all I wrote was cute hoops. <laughs> talking yeah. about Devin's earrings I had so. like I thought that I really didn't have many distinct fashion notes I just thought that all yeah. of Tammy looked cute again Always. she had some great little principal outfits but none that super stuck out to me yeah. and we didn't really like see anybody in a unique environment like everybody was kind of in their regular day clothes in this app yeah I have to say, I really love Tyra's hair in season three she's yes. barely in this episode uh, she's like working in Applebee's or something like that yeah. And but that hair it's very, very of the time because nobody yeah, has hair like that long. anymore. I remember asking for it from my hairstylist where it's short in the back and really long layers in the front. Oh, yeah. it's really cute. I mean, Pretty. she's stunning, so she could like yes. do anything with her hair and be great, but I like this hair. We agree. Me too, because we said season two, it was too short, and now season three, it's like the perfect length. She has arrived. And when she puts it behind her ears, she gets those perfect little Amanda Bynes moments, and mm. it's just beautiful. Yes, and I love, love a Bynes, it. a Bynes bang. Love a Bynes bang. <laughs> um, I did write a question for for the group: mm. Is camping boring? No, I don't think so. But I don't I always like love it. Yes. You know me in the outdoors, but you know me. I agree. I would never camping. call it boring. Well, it depends because yeah. I feel like. At a certain point, you'd be like, is there Wi-Fi? You know, like, right. can we yeah, watch like something? Busy. I don't, I mean, like, I think if I went with my friends and we were just sitting around and talking and maybe playing a game or something, when you're yes. with your family, I, I'm on Buddy's side age. most of this. The insurrection is Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I'm 14 with my family, no. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be boring. I fell for Buddy yeah. so hard because it can be fun. So like I live in Colorado, I big camping fan. I'm on I'm on the bandwagon or whatever mm-hmm. wagon that is. Not bandwagon. Some negative connotations there. Every, I'm special. also obsessed with Buddy's round body, skinny legs. Yes, <laughs> he's in I shorts this whole episode. His downs are like a foot in front of his like jeans. <laughs> like yes. he doesn't tuck them in. <laughs> Okay, but can we please talk about how he leaves his family in the woods and is walking really down the up. highway? That that is what did it for me this episode. I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" And then Lila and him have. A, I was like, "I don't care about this." That was too and much. He would not desert his family in the woods. I'm sorry. I made a note. I have a pro and con. Okay. I agree. I was kind of like, "Wait, what are we fucking yeah, doing?" And what like, are we maybe doing? That was when I went and got my tea. Yeah. Um, but also, I did note that. Um, let's see, where is it? Oh, I said, I do hate that feeling, though, when you know you've pushed a parent too far and that you were just being a brat. And like that I related with. Like, you know, when you're really just like when you're growing up and you're just really being a stinker. And then you you like kind of. And then like your mom cries and you're like, oh, shit, (laughs) I'm being really mean. I related to that aspect of it, but I did think it was a little. I mean, I don't know. We've had situations like my mom is very dramatic and the walking down the highway. That was not that unrealistic (laughs) to me. No, but, I totally. But leaving your family in the woods, that's the whole thing. I don't know. I don't think the woods were dangerous. It was like literally a picnic yeah, like ground. An established campground. He was probably I mean, if we were going to blame anyone, 
Lila left the kids, right? That's true. Three point. And guys, we all know the woods are just trees. The trees are just wood. Oh, well or done. If you're a fellow murderino, we don't go in the woods at all. Mm. I mean, they cover murder, so they're like, everyone should just not go in the woods. It's always murder there. <laughs> what are you talking about? The murderinos. That's my favorite murder. They they're like one of their things. Oh. Is just I was in the Into the Woods Land, and I wanted to stay there, but it's fine. You took it a different direction. Into the woods. Into the woods. <laughs> into the woods and out of the woods. Carly and I, um, our siblings were in Into the Woods when we were like in sixth grade. Oh, we and freaked out at that show. We, it blew our fucking minds. It and like, did. <laughs> when, like at the very end where she says, I wish, again, at the and that's how it ends. We like pondered that for that. Hours. And I remember us seeing Carousel and being like, oh. went into my room and just like, angry journaled for like hours. yes i wrote oh. some of the lyrics on my carousel myspace from yeah, monica changed her myspace after seeing carousel i did my sister was the lead in carousel and keenan was, was the romantic a, lead and he was, was so good an amazing performance our, we had really good theater at our, at our high school time we did that was one of the I'm few impressed. things we can brag on yes. <laughs> todd what was your favorite um high school musical growing up that i was in yeah, I feel like I know um, you were in like on like Broadway and stuff, but like I want to know your high school experience. Well, <laughs> well I, I mean, I also did theater camp during high school. So but if it's like a high school musical, I'm going to say my freshman year when we did Grease because it was what made people stop picking on me because like, oh, who were you? I was Roger. I've been Roger. Roger is the mooning guy that's <laughs> in no other version of Grease except the original Grease. Like, even when they made that recent Grease Live, I'm like, they fucking cut Roger. Um, (laughs) But Roger is chubby, and he's the mooning guy, and mooning is a great song. I I played that part on Broadway, too. I played that part a whole lot, but, like, I... That's amazing. That's so fun. Yeah, he's, like, the funny guy, and he moons the audience. And suddenly all the, like, cool kids thought I was funny after Grease. Oh, I love that. I love that. That was how I felt about theater, too. Like, there was, Mm -hmm. like, uh, like... I guess it was it was one of our summer camp shows, but my big yeah. role when I was Alice in Alice in Wonderland, I never got yes. the lead except for that one time. Um, but it Titular was role. fun. And I remember like oh. in middle school, I had one of those moments where I was like, oh, I feel like people are accepting me um, when we did Hooray <laughs> for Hollywood. In yes. which Monica, not Greece, but Monica did a fucking 10 out of 10 Tracy oh, Turnblad performance. It. Mm-hmm. Braces oh. is one of my favorite videos ever, <laughs> and it's not on YouTube. Um, all right, so it, is. <laughs> it is. Please don't look at it. There's a great moment, Todd. I'm not a dancer at all, but you kind of, you know, you needed to dance a little bit for Tracy. There's a moment where I do a really non-committal pony, like I like kind of <laughs> go for it and then I stop, <laughs> and it's gold. <laughs> non-committal pony <laughs> did you you started it and you're like this looks like crap so i'm gonna stop trying so it doesn't look yeah. like i'm failing <laughs> right yeah. alive, it was alive, like oh i don't need decision. to do that yet yes there's like videos Ugh. of me when i was very little when i would like go to belt something and i'd be like ah! you know i'd like switch <laughs> into my head voice in the middle of the notes yes. so i would realize it's yes. too high <laughs> never mind yeah oh man y'all i love it what were we talking about camping I could talk about theater for Friday days. Night. Yes, Friday Friday night. Into the Woods, Buddy. All. I'm already yes. detecting this dynamic between the three of us, and I'm like yes. actively, we should steer away from those waters because I'm trying to fight it, but hours. I can't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to ask, and then this kind of got um, answered at the end, but I was like, isn't a highlight, highlight reel of actual games? Like, he's like filming him at practice. I was like, what are you doing? I'm but then when I saw the final product, I got it. Yes. Yeah. 
It was weird. Yeah. I think you have to get whatever footage you can, you know? Yeah. And I think they want to show, like, they might want to have a, like, this is how hard he's working in practice. Yeah. Yes. Right. And I did love. He shows up hungover and he still gets it done. (laughs) <laughs> like you can tell that good storytellers and filmmakers were like even writing and designing like this little like meta film because yeah. it totally and I just laughed because it totally has the like Jason Kadam's uh, like thumbprint uh, with like the homemade video at the end where it's like he's been doing this since Pee Wee and like the, the it just had like a creative touch to it. That I'm I sorry, like, but if you Billy Riggins did not mind, like they did if you didn't it. cry when yes. Billy Riggins talked about when he won the ring was the best oh. day of his life. Oh, I 1,000% like, dead. Totally <laughs> cried. Totally. So sweet. I, you show me home video footage of anybody and I'll cry. Yeah. It's me- <laughs> like the Olympics commercials, Todd, I can't even tell you. I can't <laughs> do it. One glance at the family the and a puddle. <laughs> and I stopped applying makeup to my face because I was crying so often throughout the day. I will tell you. various I- commercials. I rewatched the pilot in the second episode to like remind myself of this. I sobbed through the pilot. Yes. And I knew everything that was coming and I just sobbed through it. I know. It packs a punch. I get chills just thinking about like, there's the obvious reasons why you cry, but I always think about when they do the peewee practice and it's just footage of them, like picking up those little boys and I'm just bawling. For me, it's when they, when like Matt has to kind of pull it out for the end of the game. That's what when you see me. that face when he's like he realizes he has to do it. Oh. Yeah, yeah, mm. that was such mm. a beautifully done one of my favorite pilots. So of all okay, time. so I haven't watched is- any of season three right now. Where is Matt Aronson right now? I know. Okay, question. so that was, was my other complaint. Yeah, because so last ep, Matt and Julie came back together and it's so sweet and it's amazing and then they just left them completely out of this episode and i'm like that was another reason why this felt fillery because yeah no i almost wonder if somebody like some of the actors were like we're going on vacation this month because no this is what happens (laughs) this show was not making (laughs) money right so the network was like but during writing you have a repro well the network was like you are have a really big cast not all of them can be in every episode so, yeah. like, if you're a regular on a show, sometimes in a 22-episode arc, they'll be like, you'll be in 13 to 15 episodes of totally, this season. Yeah. That's what your contract will be. So I bet they all didn't... I bet, like, Cal Chandler and Connie Britton were the only ones that had full-season contracts. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Um, that is definitely true. I think it was just odd. It felt odd pacing-wise, just because, yeah. like, the way that they picked up with the Eric and the JD, Mr. McCoy stuff... And then the way they didn't address at least mm. like a little like continuation form, the big like Matt and Julie getting back together was a huge development. Yeah. And I get that they want to draw that story out, but I was surprised yeah. they didn't touch on it at all. And I just wonder if something ended up on the cutting room floor because the pacing just fell off. Yeah. The cutting room floor. The cutting room floor. That is a reference to Smash. Oh. The. Oh, <laughs> We Wait, can't go what? down that rabbit hole. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait, Smash like the TV show? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, no, I'm thinking MASH. Yeah. No, no, no. Very Smash different. was... Very different. <laughs> yes. Megan Hilty, who was in um, Wicked. And... Wicked. What's the uh, the American Idol gal? Um, Catherine... Catherine McPhee. Bigelow. Catherine McPhee. Yes. Catherine Bigelow. <laughs> Catherine McPhee, who's like a... You mean Nanny Isn't McPhee? She... 
Yes. Nanny McPhee, that's who it is. Big nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it's, it's a musical show, and it was like a cult uh, thing, and it was great. And it's kind of terrible and, and wonderful. And, and it's kind of terrible and wonderful. I yeah, the music is things. great. Yeah, anyway. So. That's why I love A Knight's Tale. Mm. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. I would love to listen to you if we want um, at 27 uh, flat Landry whining to Tammy. I thought it was a cute moment. And I know. Yeah, let's talk about that. We haven't seen interact much before. So that felt I know. really fresh. This was probably my favorite scene of the app, to mm, be honest. I like that. Yeah. Except, ugh, I don't know if I want to go on this rant, but I feel like do it, do it. I have been told this. And I am still waiting for my, all the men know, to come knocking at my door. I know. I'm trying not to be have a jaded response as well. Yes. And it's not like I was like, Clock I'm repelling men. Bitch. Can you help me to a teacher? But like teachers would be like, oh, my gosh, when you get to college. Or they're always just like, it'll happen. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, I'm like, like I'm like, it's, will it? <laughs> time is ticking. Time but is my, a chicken. To quote my cousin Vinny great classic movie oh, by the way my biological clock is ticking i can't believe i just quoted that. i watched that for I'm, the first time in quarantine oh i've never encountered someone that references more than you <laughs> it's monica and i both <laughs> yeah we that's it's part of the show you literally know? there's nothing inside of my brain except for television <laughs> yeah. the best and is film. when carly makes a reference that no one has degree. seen and just explains the whole thing we're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, the difference between Monica and I is that Monica keeps some of her like more obscure references inside, and I feel mm-hmm. the need to vocalize them all of them. Yeah. All of them, all at once. <laughs> okay, here we go. I start to feel like I have some sort of repellent that that repels females. Connie's eyes get really big. Away and totally. Them running. Mm-hmm. I was in love with Tyra. For a long time, and I chased her away, and then there was another girl, and I really chased her away. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot quicker. Here's the thing, and I know it's probably not very easy to see this here in Dylan, but you are at the beginning of your life. A lot of these football heroes around here, they're not gonna get much further than this. But you are gonna go to some great college, you're gonna have a career that you love. And I'm telling you right now, women are gonna flock to you. I know it's hard <laughs> to believe, but that's the way it's gonna work. You're gonna you are a good you. person, and this is just the beginning. I'm right 100% of the time. You can ask my husband. <laughs> what? Who does he? Who, who? What was your face? Is it Heidi Klum? Who's who's he married to? Yeah, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. So different. Heidi Klum. Heidi Klum. I don't even know. She is. Heidi Klum is married to JT. She She is. is. And I like this because we saw her really struggle internally over the the um, Megatron. The fuck is it called? Uh, Jumbotron. Jumbotron. Um, thing for the football, and she was like, "I don't know which side I'm on." And this time, she seemed. Just really confident in her convictions, and I liked watching that. Yeah, yeah. But that was a sweet yep. moment. Um, we always talk so much about how Friday Night Lights like so democratizes characters and like attends mm-hmm. to every to so many storylines in every episode. Yeah, um, and this was 
and it's always surprising when you see like, oh, I actually haven't seen these two people interact. Yeah. <laughs> and like Landry no, refreshing. and Tammy. That was very refreshing. Yeah. I loved that. And I want to know, <clears throat> I want to know Todd's perspective on this, but I felt like the Devin storyline, there was the weird, which, yeah, we, we established she shouldn't have kissed him, but there was the weird... I'm a lesbian. No, you're not. Thing, yeah, <laughs> which was weird. And then him taking it as a rejection, which it still could hurt, but it's not really a rejection because it's yeah, it's not a personal rejection. So that was iffy. But I thought the way it ended was really sweet and pretty progressive. Where Landry's like, "It's okay. Don't worry about it." Like, like their little band practice where they kind of like debrief about he, like, it. Sings her song too. Yeah, and he yeah. he seems very accepting and not judgmental. And so I thought that was sweet. But I yeah, what I want to hear Todd what you. What you thought? I think, I mean, like, Landry's an outcast. He's been an outcast the whole series. So, like, when someone else is going to present to themselves that they're different and they're out of the mainstream, I can't imagine he would, the person that they've created in the show would reject that person. I think he would become an ally. Um, Yeah, but I also understand that, like, there are plenty of people that made out with someone once upon a time that turned out to be gay and it still haunts them. Yeah. Mm. That yeah. girl that kissed me sent me would like send me jewelry, which Aww. is a weird thing to send. She would send me like ID bracelets with my name engraved on them. Wow. And I'd have to remind her, Aww. I told you I was gay. I'm like, hey, we've been, yeah. we've discussed. See what's it's funny hard is when to quit. I... It's hard to quit me, guys. It's hard to quit it's, me. Guys, <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> the the um, when I went out with a gay guy, I knew he was gay. I Wait, what like, was this? In high school. What? It was. We talked about this cousin that I met at Shakespeare camp that I'm was being very flirtatious with me, and all my friends were like, "He likes you," and I was like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's gay, but I'll go out with him." And then we went out, and then I had to kind of be like. And then he came out like a year later, and I was like, oh, all right. "What was what was you had to be? What is that? Like I, I cut it off with him. Physical. Oh, okay. no, not just like was like we went to the movies or whatever, and then we were like going to go out again, and I was okay. like, you know what? No, yeah. So okay, okay, yeah. So, so I haven't had that. Say, you didn't say you act really gay. I think you're gay. No, no, I yeah, didn't. No, she I didn't publicly shamed him. She started throwing garbage at him. <laughs> I probably did. <laughs> I probably did the, um, you know, it's not you, it's me. Let's be friends thing, and then I did not send him jewelry. Comfortable and like, yeah. Then you'd overdo it, and like I have like a history with cancer, which is a whole nother fun thing. But like, it's one of those things where people feel bad about things they say yes. to you all the time for no reason, and you're constantly <laughs> having to be like, like they'll send you shit or whatever, and you're like, it's okay, it's, it's okay, it's okay. You're okay. What you? You're okay. <laughs> you're like reassuring them <laughs> but the girl wasn't sending that because she she was just heartbroken she was very are you talking to me or Todd? Todd. yeah oh, she was i think she just loved me i think yeah, she's yeah. still to this day she just has pictures you. of me all over her wall i have no idea no i think she's fine i think she's like married and has children and it's like a well-adjusted oh, adult so pictures of you yeah <laughs> hopefully in this beautiful hawaiian shirt, she will one day in our fashion report I know. Oh, she talked about your shirt in the fashion report. Tommy. Well, Tommy, I, wait, I, Tommy Bahama. Ta- Tony Bahama. Tony Bahama. It is Tana not Bahama. a Tommy Bahama, but I Tommy, pretty much dress Tony. like a, like an eighth grade social studies teacher now. I have a lot of Hawaiian shirts. That's literally shirts. straight sex appeal right there. Yeah, that's right. Wait, you're, you're asking for it. So this is, this is on you, Todd. I know, Todd. Are you But I feel like, like every time I see like 
a Trump rally. Half that, half of them are wearing Hawaiian shirts, and I'm like, is that what these are now? I would love to see a Venn diagram of Hawaiian shirt users because I think that there's like, like a liberal gay community and like a capital riot community, and they intervene somewhere in the middle, and I'd like to know where that is. You know where? The airport of Laguardia. The airport. Oh. <laughs> the airport. The Joe's in the LaGuardia. <laughs> LaGuardia Airport. Honestly, it's the center of many Venn diagrams. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, um, bless the new LGA. Yeah, I've heard those upgrades oh, are. It's amazing. Yes. Ideal. Looking forward to utilizing them. Yes. So do we want to break break down any further what we've already talked about, the Jamarcus um, storyline? No. I think we, I have no interest. I think it didn't have. A I actually thought they handled it really well. Before. At the end, I, I thought yeah. they handled it really well. I bought his parents' reaction. I, I They had a whole storyline and a whole family dynamic that they had to establish. And they gave it about two and a half minutes total of the episode. And mm-hmm. I kind of, maybe the parents were just good or like the dad really pulled off that moment at the end. I thought it was good. No, I yeah. think it was well executed. I think that it was felt off because of the where we are in the show contextually. Yes, it, it felt me of really one off. Tatum's house. Mm-hmm. It was almost shot by shot, like the same thing of like, and here we have like white coach going into like low income family and like trying to like, I don't know, build a bridge yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah, um, and so I got those kind of vibes that, that prickled me a little bit. But I do think they executed it well. Like I said earlier, I think the stories were telling. Of that, there are not not everybody has the luxury of football being a big part of their lives, and that that is in fact a luxury. Um, but yeah, I found issue with it just like in the context of their storylines. But the, and it just wasn't super compelling. But like, they yeah, did I'm it just well. I'm looking at my notes. My notes were kind of half assed at the very end, and I said, "Game, Joe's a dick. I don't care about Jamarcus." <laughs> yeah. What do we think about Jason's big ticket out? Oh, I love it. Right, That's the purpose of the episode, right? Yes. That's like if they he put they had like before he's gone. Right. If yeah. they had cards up on their wall of like what each episode was going to cover, the big point of making this episode was giving Jason Street a way out. Yes. yes. And I did like him exploding and being like, I need to make this money for my family. Yeah. Yes. I thought that was really well done. It was good. Yeah. I, I also think Herc is, is so good. I love Herc. Yes. But, okay. Yes, we love him. We're big Herc stands. We love him. Yeah. Yes. We love him. <laughs> and so musical theater nerds, you know that Scott Porter was in the original Alter Boys, right? We do not no. know this. What? He was like the original star of Alter Boys. What? Boys with a Z. Investigate this. How old was he? I don't know. But it was like Todd. He was doing. <laughs> what is he his was birthday? Doing was he boys. a child, pubescence, or adult? <laughs> he was an adult. He was a young adult, but okay. he was doing it off Broadway. And then this happened pretty soon after that. I think oh the show gosh. was actually still running when this happened because Alter Boys ran for years. So much sense. Gone in general. Like, that makes so much sense. Jenny and Georgia. He feels like a super different actor. To that me. he's a theater guy. Like I can see that. Yeah. What but was I've that show he that... did in between Heart of Dixie? Heart of Dixie, yes. yeah, the lots of FNL crossover there, directors yeah. Yeah. and cast, and the set of Gilmore Girls, right? Scott, really? We always talk about this. We know maybe that's wrong. <laughs> I think that's another thing we've had to fact check, and I just we'll we'll figure that out. It all connects. <laughs> it all connects. It. <laughs> but I've always thought um, that Scott Porter and um, TX for Everybody and Broadway star Jay Johnson have similar vibes. 
Yes, I can see that. A little, oh. Like they look okay. alike a little bit, and so I can see that that he would be a Broadway star. And you can you can kind of tell. I don't, I don't know. His acting is just like many of the characters on this show, just like so far above what was asked of them. And it's so yes, I don't know. They it's go, just like one like those memes on on tw- on the Twitter now. Like they just understood the assignment. Scott Porter really understood the assignment. He understood the assignment. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and as a Broadway nerd, I've loved um, the Cheyenne Jackson episodes of 30 rock i was very excited when he showed up on that well when i first saw when i first saw the the like presentations of alter boys before it moved off broadway cheyenne Mm -hmm. jackson was playing the part that scott porter ended up playing oh i can see that carly he's the guy that um sings um intentionally bad with jenna so she feels better about herself oh he's danny gosh yeah he's amazing yes danny he's incredible yeah Yeah. he was in all shook up the elvis episode yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Elvis musical. Sexiest yes, thighs musical. you've ever seen in your life. Yes. Wait, Ugh. is he straight or gay? He is like the sexiest. Gay. Oh, my gosh. oh gay. I, that's what I thought. But I love gay. the episode when he's hooking up gay. with Tina Fey. And then they have that black light, the, the black yes. light attack. And then and she's like, like, what did he do to your calves? <laughs> yeah. So good. I once had an audition when I lived in L.A. Uh, for a pilot. And I was the third audition of the day. And the two people before me were Cheyenne Jackson and Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> and you're and like, I Why? walked in the room and I was like, I am by far the least handsome I'm person you've seen today. <laughs> I mean, there were just in the waiting room, I'm That'd like, be tough what to is happening? Yeah. <laughs> Not the Hawaiian same party. You're like, airing it out. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Is he actually from Canada? No, I don't think so. I could see that. Sometimes when they write actors being from Canada, it's such a random tidbit that I always feel like the person is from Canada, so they just wrote it in. Yeah. Anywho, also my coverage of the football. There was a good amount of football in this episode. My only note on it, though, is lots of football here. Yeah, I just put game. So (laughs) that's no mansplaining today. But yeah, Jason gets um, the sports agent card. It's it's yeah, it's it's cool. It's kind of his ticket out of Dylan. Or I mean, we don't know yet, but we can see that that's clear. Like we know that his storyline is pushing, and his girl is in the Northeast, so like he's gonna go up there. Yeah, so he can be in New York, maybe. So he can sing La Cucaracha more. New York is (laughs) not an easy place to be if you're wheelchair bound. You, yeah. When I was living in New York, I don't know why, but it was all I could think about. I was just like, oh my god, (laughs) how is this a real city for anybody who is disabled to function in? Yeah. yeah, I have disabled family members, and when they come to visit, it's really, oh, it's I just cannot. really it's hard. It's like impossible, right? And it yeah. makes me, because you don't notice it unless you're doing it, or, yeah. and the, unless I mean, you see, like, a parent mention, like, carrying a baby carriage downstairs. Elevators, but, like, the restaurants themselves, like, the places, the spaces that you're in are not accommodating. Oh, I just can't. Yeah, I have a good friend who has uh, cerebral palsy, and he, uh, whenever we had dinner, he would say, um, Let's go to TGI Fridays in Union Square. And after the third time, I was like, why are we always meeting here? They're and he said, well, he said they have big enough doors for me to get my walker in. Oh. And I don't like to go places and possibly not be able to fit inside. Yeah. So and I'm like, well, and even places wow. That are more okay. You're like, then we will keep coming. Because yeah. then you need like shuttling and like dri- like driving is an issue and getting to places that are farther away in cities that are more spread out. is It's just a difficult issue. I wish we were more catering. to. I know. Yeah. Dang. Have you ever That's seen? We'll on. Have you ever seen what they did to um, pass the ADA, the American with Disabilities Act, and how like 
it was in the 80s or the late 70s, I think it was the 80s, when Congress was not going to vote for it. And all these disabled people came to the Capitol. Is that what Crip Camp is about? Uh, I think they mention it. They throw, no, Crip Camp is like a, a camp for disabled people. Yeah. But they threw themselves on the steps of the Capitol and crawled up to demonstrate wow. how hard it is for a person with disabilities to get up a staircase. I have like full body chills. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it changed, I mean, it changed everything. That like little yeah. piece of civil disobedience changed everything. Yeah. And there's still wow. so much progress to gain, but that is incredible. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's oh, so wow, powerful. Wow. I've been meaning to watch Crip Camp. I've heard it is amazing. It's so good. It's so good. It. I like, mm. I've wrestled with it a little bit just because I have like my own health shit and sometimes watching some of those documentaries can be triggering, but I've just read so much. I really need to just sink in and do it. It's actually like inspiring and funny. Yeah. I think I'll really resonate with it in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, I have the highlight reel queued up. So Let's this can be our final scene that we Wonderful. watch. Wonderful. Watch. Quote, unquote. Here's a footage to go right. through. So what single characteristic do you think defines Tim Riggins as Coach. a football player? Coach. Hey. Toughness. I've never seen a kid with more fortitude than Tim Riggins. No fear. What's your, uh, what's your favorite memory of your brother playing football? Uh, probably <laughs> watching him get that ring back in 06. Yeah. After all we've been through together, um, Daddy, bye. see him win state, that was, that was probably the happiest day of my life. I'm just really proud of him. Nice. Jason, that was really nice. Yeah. All right. Wow. This is yeah. Tim Riggins coming to a stadium near I you. <laughs> I forgot the that title That's credit. so cute. Can okay, you hear not to... like, after Billy says that how much he needs me? <sighs> Wait, should we replay? Need I didn't to hold it. him. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't catch that. How dare you? <laughs> I didn't catch that. Y'all, not to, not to, um, crap on the sweetness but i love how he says back in 06 like it's the oh, 80s i did laugh something. at that that brought that point he got that ring uh back in 06 it's 08 right now <laughs> yeah so now cute. we can say back in 06 oh my god that's true that now like we can almost, say it that was Ugh. almost two decades ago that's upsetting and then we end with a really sweet jason and lila yeah which it was really sweet to see them we've seen a few scenes of them like post relationship that have just been really yeah, sweet of them being friends while. yeah it was refreshing i, I loved it and she's like so sad that he's leaving. And you're like, oh, yeah, they're still like really close. Like you've kind yeah. of forgotten about their pairing and well, their relationship. Genuine, and that's such a like real situation for exes when like you share a big part of your life with them and you care yeah. about where they go and what they do. And even if you're not together anymore, then making a big life decision is always going to affect that, yeah. whoever you, you were at one point involved with. And it's nice and refreshing to see them still care about each other and not have any vitriol. Anything. Yes. Well, guys, any strays before we rate? Let's see. Oh, strays? Quote. Stray oh, sorry. Stray observations. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Any You've been on GoMart, guys. That you know. are worth discussing that we miss. <laughs> yes. I um, wrote this quote from, I guess, Tabitha, where it says, Kevin yeah, says meat name. is yeah. murder. <laughs> meat is murder. Kevin says meat is murder. I mean, I'm it, y'all. It's great if you're vegan. It's great. It's fine. It's, it's fine. great. It's, it's great. It's, it's great. I have but to I'm say, I want to say that like 
I did not like Lila when I first started watching the show, mostly no. because I found her voice annoying, which is completely an unfair, terrible reason to not like someone. But Minka Kelly's good, you guys. She's like, so kind this is of good. Justice and for that voice is distinct. Show for us. Yes. Like, we also felt the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, she... You're also and we still she's make one fun of those of women it. you're like so. forever envious of forever yes. like her beautiful hair like and there's just some anger mixed up in there and we used to I used to hate her she was like my most hated character forever and Monica and I this watch have really like pay when you pay attention to the nuance of her character she mm-hmm. is an incredible actress and sh- the way that we feel about Lila is all intentional and something that she built into the character, I think. And I, yeah. I think that is a testament to You're not to supposed to like, she's not supposed to be your favorite, you yeah. know? And she plays But yeah, we've been getting voice. that from guests that are like, I, I kind of love Minka. I'm like, yeah, Justice. She, yeah, a more justice another example of just like really super dimensional characters. And I don't know how much of that was like the writer's room or the directors and the actors. I think it was just a combination of everybody trusting each other to do their best and to be talented Mm -hmm. um but she yeah as an adult watching her character has been totally different for me yeah i also wrote billy the todd packer of realtors when he's like that hot wait is billy todd fit three in there easily (laughs) maybe billy's like of the water a lovable yeah (laughs) he wouldn't be malicious no 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 um i believe that is all of mine. I had a couple just funny notes about Jason and Herc at the open house, but I think we we covered that. Oh, yeah, that was, was a, cute. That was very cute. They're all in their suits. Yep. That, that was very cute. And just like trying so hard. Yes. Um, and then just how much I love. Um, now I'm going to forget her name. Devin. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Nailed it. You nailed um, it. <laughs> first time ever. <laughs> um, Devin's introduction and character development. Yes, again, I like so much uh, texture there. And um, we have like mixed feelings about her, which is a classic way for Friday Night Lights to like introduce characters to us, which I love. Mm -hmm. All right. Who would like to rate first? Why don't you go, Monica? Let's go, Monica Todd Mead. Let's do it. Crazy. Shake it up. So, yes, like I said at the beginning, this... This has felt like the weakest so far to me just because I love season three so much and I really loved last episode. So it just felt like a big dip. Um, not that I ever dislike an episode of Friday Lights, like just to clarify, no, but I just in context, like the murder episode. Oh, uh, no, I, st- I think it's exciting. I mean, I'll be it crazy. To watch it, so maybe. I'm- yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just know Matt and Julie in this episode. Um, and didn't care about the Jamarcus plot line. It, it was weird and forced to me. I think it landed at the end, but I just didn't love it. And no Cashanova, no Cashanova yeah, follow up. Where the heck with is Landry. Cashanova? I don't know. He's he's standing up against the record machine. You know, he's not. Yeah, that's where he's at. Exactly. He's not at Applebee's. So not enough Tyra. You know, just kind of yeah. Um, but. I am excited for next episode. I think this was this is a good filler between two of my favorite episodes of the season. So I'm going to give this, and I love the Lily, Andrea, and Tammy um, yes, interaction. I think that's my fave. So I'm going to give this a six out of 10 non committal ponies. Fucking love that. Thank you. 
All right, so I'll go next. I'm going to go a little higher be- just because okay. I haven't been watching as much as you, and I feel exactly. like I haven't spent time with these people this in a long time. why we have guests on, so we don't get cynical. Yes. <laughs> Bump up our ratings. <laughs> and I feel it was good to spend time with these people. Um, so I'm going to give um, seven inappropriately flirty lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Yes. I also am going to go a little bit higher. I did feel this episode was fillery, but I thought that the good moments were really good and that there was some some really strong undertones. I didn't hate the Jamarcus stuff. I felt like it was a great effort at trying to tell a really unique story perspective for that time. And I think they executed it. I just think it was in the kind of wrong time and place. I just think it kind of was accompanied by a little bit of a, a stutter step in the plot lines. Like we don't get to see what's going on with Matt and Julie and Tyra and Cash after some big reveals, even just like brief introduction to like continue the story, the thread. Um, I was surprised by that. So that would knock me down a little bit, but I did love the Tammy and Landry. And I love this episode because of the Landry and Devin um episodes for whatever reason that just really rocked my world in yes. high school and I just feel like that's such a special scene to me and I love that song so much it's so sweet so I'm gonna actually give it a 7.5 oh pubic hairs not a swear <laughs> <laughs> out of 10 yes Bravo. 10 out of 10 ratings guys <laughs> rating probably markers just as many as we had <laughs> No, maybe. You. That was a little. Carly, I mean, it's not a swear word, but it's just gross. (laughs) Gross. Well, Todd, thank you so much for joining us so late in the evening. Apologies for time zones. Yes, time zones, man. It just, I've been so happy to be here that I just want to show pubic hair. I'm so excited to be (laughs) here. Um, No, but that, I mean, like, I'm just going to totally dive back into the whole show now. You know, yes. when you just get a taste of it and you're going to, I miss these people. So I want to get back in and I'll okay. even watch season two. Wow. 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 That is a big That's statement. How much I miss it. thing to say. And it is such a beautiful land to live in. We're loving it. it. I don't want to leave it. And I don't plan it's warm to. warm and so cozy. Join us. Water's warm. Come Water's on warm. in y'all. <laughs> and that's perfect because we can have you back for a future app. We've got Absolutely. two more seasons I would coming. I to discuss my, Michael B. Jordan with you. Yes. Ooh, any day of the week. We must. And my love, Luke Cafferty, whoever plays him. Matt. He is extremely oh, cute. He is. Mm, he is my <sighs> type. I love a farm boy. Yep. Yeah. His bride did that to me. It's their fault, not mine. Uh-uh. <laughs> you can't control that. Todd, please tell us yeah. what you are working on, anything you have coming yes. up, or or anything you're obsessed with right now. Whatever is applicable. Oh, um, yes. Well, my I, I do a show at 54 Below in New York City this Thursday, but this yeah. won't air. This will probably air after that. But um, 3 a.m. the next. <laughs> but follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter. I'm uh, Todd.Buonapane on Instagram and I'm Todd.Buonapane on Twitter. And uh, a, a lot of the show that I've created um, comes from my pandemic project, which was called Bathtub Theater. And I was singing Ooh, and performing in my yes. bathtub. So I gave 100 Wait, bathtub theater that. performances. I briefly did fridge songs where I would open the fridge and <laughs> sing it to the fridge. To the fridge. 
Yeah. Because guess what? You put your phone in the fridge and you open your fridge. Light best lighting amazing. you've ever had in your life. You don't um, need that ring light. Just open your fridge. Wow. No, you don't yeah. need the ring light. Um, so I, yeah, my show is kind of built out of the, the bathtub stuff. Um, but if you want to check out any of that stuff, God knows what I'm doing this fall. I've had a lot of interest in avail calls, which they yeah. say, is Todd interested? Is he available? But that doesn't mean I have an offer. So we'll see. Theater is coming we'll back see. and hopefully I'll have a job Bye, soon. Baby. Yes. Stay tuned. I love that. Y'all. And I'm very excited to check out your bathtub endeavors. Yes. And Todd, I am, I was born in New York. My family lives there. So hopefully I can see you in something soon. I'd love yeah. to. Yes, love to connect. Awesome. Yes. I don't know why I'm saluting. Please. No, I know. I love it. I, I'm, I'm doing it back. I mean, we actually, we didn't tell you, but we make most of our guests salute us at the end. So. <laughs> yes. So thanks. But me. I don't do it like the military. I do it like I'm no, in like, the like or a, something. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like a, like a dancer. In a, yes. Yeah. In sequence. Yeah. Bet Midler, it's fine. We get it. <laughs> we get it. We get it. <laughs> um, so this has been a damn pleasure. And y'all know yes. where to find us. Yeah. TX Forever Pod, Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, Twitter. Don't yep. forget to join our Facebook group, group. Panther Pride. Pride. No, Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. Colon. Panther Pride. Panther Pride. <laughs> and please enjoy our cover of Devil Town and enjoy our birthday. Yes. Eat a little cupcake while you listen. Happy birthday. Buy yourself a cupcake. It's our yes. birthday, so you should celebrate because of how yes. much you love us. Exactly. We'll put the link to the song in the description, but you can just search my name and you'll find it. And that's it. We'll see you next Friday, y'all. Let's do a little clear eyes. Full hearts. Can lose. <laughs> yes. Love it. Bye, y'all. Um, you're wonderful. This was really fun, you guys. This was really fun. Have a good one. Love meeting awesome. you. See you. See you. And all my friends were vampires.